Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find it at Romance in the Podcast. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Are you drinking wine? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is going to be a good time. I know already. I know already we're going to have a good time. Paige, start the show. Let's fucking do this. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And joining us today is... Crystal Adams. Yay! Yay! So, Paige, this was your pick, question mark? Technically, this is Crystal's pick. Okay, I- I'm more comfortable with that, mainly because I still want it to be your pick at the end of this episode, because I haven't picked a movie yet, and it's my turn after that. So, yeah. Crystal, why did you have us watch this movie? Uh, Something new is black excellence yeah yes (laughs) also you know i mean obviously we're talking about romance movie i feel like this is a romance movie that actually uh, like a rom-com that starts out with an actual problem yes um not a fabricated problem (laughs) not like he's not an architect or a doctor yeah except that he is he is a landscaping architect in this the landscape is very bad he has to fix it it's a very practical problem yes I think she's talking about a different kind of a problem. No, guys. yeah, that is the yes, yeah. that is the forty four percent of black women who are not married. But um, no, not like you know, I've never been single before. Let me dump this guy uh, just to mix it up in my life. You know, like it's right. not like that kind of a problem. It's right. a real legit problem. Yeah, yeah. It's not a movie where like you walk in on your ex cheating on you with a model, and then you accidentally move into a house full of models, but then you look through your windows <laughs> across to the building across the street. And That movie is amazing. (laughs) And Kenya doesn't write letters into her uh, fountain that go two years in the past. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If she had put anything in her fountain and it showed up two years in the past, I'd have been so mad. Black people don't like doing the past. That's that's just a rule. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to take notes this whole episode. Like, okay, no past. Okay, so Crystal, why else do you love this movie? It's obviously a practical problem. What else do you love about it? Yeah, I mean, I highly, highly related to it. Also, I I think the movie is like does such a good job of like being about this woman being very uptight and like exploring her journey, but it's also like legitimately funny. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and not funny in like ju- like just wacky, goofy ways. It's like really fun. I was watching it again after I'm not having seen it in like years, and I'm genuinely <laughs> laughing. I guess my one of my favorite parts is that they set up this scenario of like there's like four girlfriends. And then one of the girlfriends is actually from the TV show Girlfriends. I, and she <laughs> literally... Like, Wait a sec. <laughs> and the only difference between her and her character on Girlfriends is a degree. Like, that's literally yep. the only difference. Um, <laughs> she plays the same exact character. And I just, I love that they went for it. I love that they were like, we could change this, but mm, nah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it ain't broke, so we're not going to. Exactly. <laughs> As I was watching this, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, did Crystal pick this because it's herself in a movie? Got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Except for, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I did find my Simon Baker. He's he's Jewish. But yeah. It's the Jewish Simon Baker. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know debutante balls were a thing. And then Natalie, my girlfriend, was like, yeah, they're a thing. What is wrong with you? Why didn't you know this? Like, apparently, it's like a thing. You're lower class trash, Todd. I am. I will openly admit that. Like, you don't have a debutante ball at an apartment, like, rec center. Like, you're just not going to do one there, so I don't know. I mean, you could. You're just not trying hard enough. (laughs) I think it's weird if I, an unchilded adult man, host a debutante ball. Unchilded? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Natalie was like, yeah, you're an idiot. I was like, well, we live together, so who's the idiot now? (laughs) So I've never seen the movie, but I really, I, I watched it today and i really liked it yay uh one i feel like this guy's game was pretty on par with my game which is like (laughs) just compliment a lot and be like overly nice or or as some people might know it being a stalker because he literally forces his way into her house at one point no that's just one okay i didn't like that part but (laughs) there are things i don't like about our two main characters early on in this movie and then i like you grow to like like them because she was really uptight and sort of like which is like my type to a t (laughs) that is and also like mixing business and pleasure <laughs> what, was she dating someone she worked with, Mikey? I didn't think that that was going he, on. Uh, she hired him. She hired him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I, I meant like at your office because that's like what you're known for. And he was sort of stalkery at the beginning, so I was like, I don't know how I feel about either of these people. He, he did send a book very quickly. Yeah, to her place of business. I liked the book. I thought that was very cute, but because he's so pushy through like the first like half of this movie, they get to that comedy club. <laughs> and oh the comedian's God. like white guys don't know how to break up with people I watched the crime <laughs> channel and I was like she's right she is right statistically she is right <laughs> some more I started oh to fear God. her that was a, honestly like as far as comedy sets in in a movie go it's a great one like that was amazing usually yeah. like they're not that good like no we're usually only catching the end of a joke so that they didn't have to write a full joke where they're just like right. I mean ladies and everyone's like <laughs> as if somebody said a real joke I also mm-hmm. liked that there was somehow dancing at the comedy club oh yeah that's on par that no that 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 tracks for me to be real that <laughs> tracks for every black show I've done <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into the movie 
movie so we can talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. We open on a wedding in a beautiful garden, and this is her dream because we hear what sounds at first like the Star Trek Enterprise alarm and then turns out to be her alarm clock. <laughs> and she wakes up to Big Boy in the morning, which <laughs> is how I knew it was Los Angeles before they told us it was Los Angeles. <laughs> so that's like a real show out there? Yes. I mean, sorry. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Big boy is very real. And not just a wedding, but she's marrying some random black guy. That's important. Yes. Uh, (laughs) It is important. Uh, It's big boy announcing that it's Valentine's Day. If you're... If you don't live within Big Boy's jurisdiction, uh, <laughs> he's got like giant billboards and he does these like huge giveaways and he's been on the radio for, I don't know, conservatively like 180 years. And yeah, he is so like he's a big old boy. He's a big old boy. Well, actually, he used to be bigger, but yeah, that's yeah. another story. Yeah, I think that's why he got his name Big Boy, but then he was so yeah. famous that he, you can't change it. You got to keep it. But he gets all the like fancy interviews and stuff, and he's like the morning dude. Mm-hmm. So it's Valentine's Day, and she looks out her window into her yard, which I think it's supposed to be her yard in the dream, but then she looks out her window, and it is gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like It's the, the weirdest looking yard I've ever seen. Her yard looks like the sunken place. Like, her yard is terrifying. It's the upside down from Stranger Things. Yeah. People have been murdered and buried in this yard. There's just, like, a random, I guess, hot tub full of branches. Like, it's the worst. And there are, like, brambles. Like, it's Tumbleweed City in her backyard yeah. for no reason. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was a grave. Yeah. <laughs> a, a raised grave. <laughs> yeah, she has a mausoleum in her backyard. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like the forest was reclaiming the hot tub. <laughs> it was just like pulling it. Like Jumanji had happened and then stopped halfway through taking of the hot tub. It just doesn't match with the rest of the house, which is immaculate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I, we do sort of get that she just moved in very recently, so that sort of right. made sense, I guess. Because yeah, so the sellers like painted everything, did everything, get it ready for selling. Except the backyard looks yeah. like it's haunted. They were like, "Hey, we'll fix it the house, but the backyard is as is. Fuck you, we're not fixing it." Bye. Yeah. Yes. Also, don't go out there. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma's buried there. <laughs> Which also, I hate to do this, but the yard is is a metaphor for uh, you know what. Pussy, her pussy. That's what it's a metaphor for. <laughs> it's overgrown because it ain't seen no action. <laughs> oh, this makes this way more sense now. Hey, Crystal, will you do me a favor? Yeah. Mikey really hates saying the word pussy, so if you can help <laughs> yeah. me in getting him to say that, I would greatly appreciate it. I've been trying to get him to say it for like two episodes. I only say it in the heat of the moment with someone I'm being intimate with, texting or physical. In an overgrown hot tub. (laughs) When I'm in her backyard, you know, cleaning up her garden. (laughs) She's trying to clean up the area around her hot tub, her fountain, if you will. Ooh, like Tyrese. I don't know if you saw that picture recently. Of course I did, girl. (laughs) Over the radio, we hear that Big Boy has four dates lined up, which honestly... I believe it. Uh, And then we get a a peek of her Google calendar, early, early Google calendar, by the way, uh, because this is 2006. 
and she has meetings and no dates. Well, yeah, and it's, and it's on it's on Valentine's Day, right? It just shows that she's yeah. working all through Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah, she wakes up on Valentine's Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like she's obviously career focused, and it pays off. I do like at the end of this, it's not like you have to choose the man or the career. Like she crushes the career. Like there's never yeah. a question about. I really like that a lot. I liked it too. And she still had plans on Valentine's Day, just not a date. Mikey, you are not being attacked right now, all right? (laughs) (laughs) She goes up with her girls. But I mean, when I was single, I used to volunteer to work on Valentine's Day. Same, I would too. Especially in the service industry because a lot of times, like I was waiting tables at the time, a lot of times guys would tip more on Valentine's Day. Really? So that was one of, yeah. And I was like broke and single and in college. So I was like, yeah, I'll I'll work. I don't care. The last couple years before I met Jake, I would work at my retail job until like five or six where guys would come in at like 4.30 and be like, how do I make creme brulee? And I'm like, it's too late, man. Just buy cupcakes. (laughs) Just buy cupcakes. (laughs) Then I would do like double duty, like an 8 and a 10 p.m. at the comedy club because people for some reason think comedy is a good place to bring people on Valentine's Day. Oh, why? It's not. It's bad idea. That seems terrible. Well, yeah, especially because on Valentine's Day, they book all the comedians who don't have somebody. <laughs> so I'm up there like, ladies, don't you hate it when you have to buy two nightstands and you only need one? <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And then one time, a couple ended up full-blown like making out, I think he was fingering her in the front row. And I was just like, wow. Nice free show like this is great <laughs> i just do my my traditional if i'm single on valentine's day of the heart-shaped pizza in a movie yeah we're in a movie at home yeah see yeah. here's the thing never order the heart-shaped pizza because you get less pizza but it's cute <laughs> it is it is cute but they're charging you more Paige, for less food for mikey it's an emotional decision not a yeah, food yeah, yeah, quantity yeah, yeah. decision <laughs> yeah i'm not going to costco to get like forty thousand <laughs> pizza rolls <laughs> i mean you could and then arrange those in like a pattern to the bedroom like you know instead of rose petals just hilarious i'm gonna literally break into mikey's place while he's at work on valentine's day and cook totino's pizza rolls like the shittiest ones i can find and just leave them around the house (laughs) just in a heart on the bed that's that's definitely what natalie wants you to do on valentine's day i'll take her out that night this is shit i'm doing during the day she doesn't modern me during the day it's fine it'll be fine once we're done fucking on the totino's pizza rolls then i'll go out with natalie well, just my favorite is later when he's like, a girl comes home and she's like, how do you have a grease stain in the shape of a heart on your right. comforter? Oh, you're going to find out. <laughs> Last Valentine's Day got wild. <laughs> just be thankful you didn't know me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> what are your feelings on pepperoni? <laughs> or are you more of a sausage kind of guy? Uh, <laughs> so on her early morning walk, she sees a couple kissing and uh, the husband wishes the wife a happy Valentine's Day as he leaves for work. And then a guy walks in front of her that I can only describe as skinny Cedric the Entertainer and then <gasps> is never mentioned or addressed again. He just pa- crosses her path, but he gets like a full like the camera lingers and then nothing. She's at the office. I don't know. It just struck me as strange. Apparently. I felt like the point of that moment was like, it's real black in this neighborhood. Like, that's what I There are many Uh. places in this movie where I'm like, oh, I know where they filmed this. Exactly. It's all Slauson, Baldwin Hills. That's all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're trying to make it look like Englewood. And I'm like, I see you. 
I see what you're doing. Is that by the PCB? No. Oh my God. <laughs> I've never been to LA. Mikey's never been to California and, and doesn't understand geography. Uh, he also never remembers that it's called the PCH, but it's the only freeway yeah. he knows. Oh, yeah, sorry. Panama City Beach. That's No, no. So she walks into the office and as we see her just kind of walking down the hallway as people kind of like get out of her way, you're just like, oh, she is a fancy boss lady. Like she is serious. She is here to play. And one of her coworkers pops out of an office and is like, which wedding dress should I pick? I've got one that'll look great. That'll be comfortable. And one that I love where I won't be able to breathe all day. Choices. And this is who rom-coms usually are about. Right. This, other, yes. this friend. Yes. And that's the problem she has to solve in two hours of movie time. <laughs> Except it, yeah. in all other rom-coms, it would be, which dress should I wear? My mother's dress that my sister cut up. Or this fancy one. <laughs> I don't know, but you're going to have an epiphany while dancing to Benny and the Jets on a bar with a hot dude later on. Right. Because you don't yep. actually love your fiance. You love a man who was a dog but got turned into a man. But <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Starring James Marsden. Uh, so. <laughs> Holy um, shit. She tells her coworker to wear the one she loves, which is the right answer. And her coworker's like, I need to get a golden retriever and name him Pony Boy. And then I could say, stay golden. Um, You already have a dog that you hate. That is that color. <laughs> yeah. You could just call Macy Pony Girl. Stay golden, Pony Girl. <laughs> Sorry, that was not relevant to anything. It it's just... not. And sometimes these interruptions pay off. Sometimes <laughs> they don't. Didn't. Most times not. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I'm going to cut it so no one will ever know. Keep swinging. Let's do this. I'll retool it. Let's do it. Let's workshop it. How about me and you have a separate Zoom call? In fact, let's go into a private room. Let's do this real quick. We'll workshop this joke. We'll come back, ladies. I've never recorded from a desk before. I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Furniture makes Mikey nervous. Mikey, you're better when you're laying down. I'll be honest with you. I, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear from the ladies at least. At least you hear something because I I don't. Because they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Reference the true crime joke from before. Because I buried them in the backyard where that woman moved into Kenya. That's why he bought that backyard. It's a giant ass backyard. Holy shit! What if it turned into like some true crime doc when he started like fixing the backyard? They discovered a shitload of bodies back there. Or she's like, "What is this giant ditch for?" And he's like, "You'll see." <laughs> mm. Anyway, so her coworker then is like, hey, we've got to get you married. Who do I know for you? And she actually says, Brian, tall, hot architect, he's perfect for you. And and he's one of those things. He's tall. He, I don't even think he's that tall. I mean, I'm like 5'9". Yeah. He's tall to me, baby. I think it's apple boxes and hopes. <laughs> Kenya says that she doesn't do blind dates. And she does give a list of other things that she doesn't do. I think one of them was tomatoes. Some people don't like tomatoes. My dad is one of them. I don't like tomatoes. Love tomato sauce. I'm an enigma. It's because of the texture of the inside of the tomato. I yeah, am a very big texture person. Yeah. Yep. It's got to feel right, Mikey. You know what I'm saying? It's got to feel right. <laughs> <laughs> I like mango flavored things. I don't like actual mangoes. Mm. What fruits do you ladies not like, but you? <laughs> I feel like we're like speed dating. We cut to... Uh, she walks into a meeting. This is Jack Pino, and he's going to be a big account for her accounting firm. 
And he asks, he's like, oh, should we wait for the rest of the people to come to this meeting? And she's like, no, no, no. I am the rest of the people. Mm -hmm. I am this meeting. Yeah. It's just us. H-N-I-C. That's Mm -hmm. right. Some of those words I can say. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, okay, so I felt really bad for her in every interaction she has with this dude. Yeah. Because he treats her like shit. Yep. And I'll be completely honest with you, I would probably not have noticed that until I had um, African American ladies at my boss and coworker, and we would talk about shit like this mm-hmm. all yeah, the time. He needs to uh, Pinot Grigi go. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Mikey, loved it. I love that Nailed you workshop that. But yeah, like I had no idea that that was like a thing. And it yeah. totally yeah. is a thing. One time. I got an email from corporate that we had a customer complaint about one of my uh, like floor leads who was black and the customer was like, that street one. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. And they're like, we need you to call this customer and apologize. I was like, the hell I will. And I called that customer. I was like, did you just refer to a professional as a street person? <laughs> and they were like, uh-huh, and hung up. And then that, they uh, didn't report me. <laughs> that They said it out loud. This wasn't written? It was written, and then I called them and was like, I'm sorry, did you write an email where you wrote this? And they (laughs) were like, Oh my God, that sounds terrible. uh, I'm really surprised that they said uh, street, because... Yeah. I mean, when I worked at Starbucks, the surveys would come back and it it would just say the black one. So I was like, I'm surprised. Yeah, they felt the need to code it like that. (laughs) I have no idea why they did, and... What was really funny is like sometimes when those emails and stuff would come up because he was a floor lead, he had access mm-hmm. to the email. So like mm-hmm. he saw it and yeah. he was like, hey, do we need to talk about the customer thing? And I was like, no, because you're <laughs> fine and they're terrible. I'm not going to sit you down and be like, try to be less black. No, <laughs> like, I refuse. <laughs> Stupid. I feel like that probably is not HR friendly if you did that. No, 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 no. And I'm sure they would have wanted me to word it differently, but I was just like, I'm not even dignifying this. Yeah. Oh, wait, does he know all the words to the, the regulator song? Because maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> I learned all of those words when I was in like eighth grade. So that does not count. Because <laughs> I still don't. I know like five of them. <laughs> Honestly, though, Crystal, can I be honest with you? Everyone I know that knows all of that song is white. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fact I'm proud of. It is a fact, though. And you can't fight the facts. Any movie, that, any song that samples from the movie Young Guns is just, I'm there. <laughs> Which you don't know what I'm talking about, but the Emilio Estevez is who, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> what I'm no idea what I'm talking I'm about. Fighting so, I'm fighting so hard not to start singing it. That's why I'm silent right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> If you smoke like I smoke, then you high like every day. I gotta stop. I I do know that part. Of course, everyone knows the hook, baby. Come on. Anyway, we cut away from the worst meeting ever with a total jerk to Galentine's Day, where she and her girls are all hanging, drinking. Okay, what was the drink that they ordered? Because it looked really good, and I, you know, no... No judgment. Priorities. Yeah. I, I don't have it in my notes, Mikey. I don't know. That's not one of your fun facts? What drink yeah, were hey. they drinking that one night they filmed this back in probably 2005? <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, Cosmos. I don't know. So this scene with them at the table is where we get the introduction of kind of what I would call like the thesis statement of this movie, where... They're talking about how 42.4% of black women have never been married and the odds are against us. 
not us, me, but us, them, and me. you. Yes. Um, <laughs> Although I am getting married. So. I know. Oh, congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Nice, nice, Thank nice. You. you beat the we, odds. Because of them, we can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they walked through that scary backyard so we could run to the yes. altar. Oh. And uh, they do mention that it, it tends to affect educated professionals more, which, to be honest, is also just a thing across the board with educated professional women have a harder time in general, and then black women have a disproportionately harder time as well. Have you ladies just tried to, like, not be so smart? No. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> You have to combine that with uh, not jailing all the black men that are eligible. So, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't referring That's... to just straight up systemic racism, but no. if we, if we can go there if you want, because that is a huge problem. <laughs> I mean, I used to just stand out in courtyards and yell out equations, but it just was not working. <laughs> <laughs> Me plus you equals us. <laughs> so they all talk about first of all being tired of being alone but not wanting to lower their standards because ladies you deserve it you deserve a man who loves you and takes care of you and is nice to you and you know fits you and your lifestyle but when we get to kenya's list it is very long and very detailed and impossible <laughs> to meet all of those standards i would say you have you can have generalized standards and then it can go overboard you know mm -hmm. a little bit a little bit i've always thought of it as like you you can have deal breakers like if they're this or they're not this or whatever i'm out but then you have other things that you're like, uh, it would be great if they were also this. And those are the ones that are like more flexible, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Right. Because you, you could have things like, I want someone that lives relatively close to me. Yeah, they have to be geographically desirable. <laughs> I get that. General, Absolutely. But then when you get down to like, must be six foot two and have a magic amulet and 14 toes. I'm very specific about this. <laughs> That's when it gets tricky. And they have to have the shoulders and wang of Kurt Russell. <laughs> just those two body parts in a bag for later oh, i dug these up from your garden oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's it's the murder garden um they basically get to a point where they're like we all need to kind of let go and let it flow and be more open to quote our universal abundance and that becomes kind of a repeated refrain through the movie is let go, let flow, let happiness happen to you, which is great. We cut to she gets home and there's a message on her answering machine, which is a very old sentence. Uh, and it, <laughs> it's from her ex, Rashid. And the message starts out as if he's like calling her on Valentine's Day like it's a booty call. He like you up? He's like, yeah, I've been thinking about you a lot. I'm getting married. <laughs> I'm just like, oh no. Yeah. What a mean phone call. <laughs> Why would you do this? Oh, it's Valentine's Day. Let me get let me call that woman who broke up with me to tell her I'm getting married because I'm yeah. sure she's wallowing in loneliness tonight. Yep. <laughs> that is Todd levels of petty. <laughs> yeah. That was the only part of the movie that really took me out because I was like, everything that they've set up so far I feel like is plausible. This is mm -hmm. the only one I'm like no, like, I mean, not that people can't be that mean, but I was just like, the, all of those things happening to her on one day. No, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> She's thinking much. to herself, oh, that's why we broke up. This dude was an asshole. <laughs> uh, but she does get a phone call from her dad 
which at the time, because I forgot what the dad looked like, I was like, is that my dad? Like, is he literally... <laughs> <laughs> Your father, it the bodybuilder? It like my dad. And my dad is always calling me on Valentine's Day, like all the years that I was single, including now. <laughs> And making sure that I knew I was loved. It's very oh, sweet. That's so that sweet. is super I know, sweet. Which yeah. is why we were both single for so long. <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to send flowers uh, to my sister and I on Valentine's Day. Yeah, my dad, uh, yeah. Especially if he was going to be like out of town or something on Valentine's Aww. Day. Yeah. That's super yeah. sweet. My dad didn't do shit for me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. How dad. about now, though? He stopped uh, talking to me in 2017 when he died. Yeah. Uh -huh. Did you kill him because he didn't send you Valentine? <laughs> the cops couldn't prove a thing, Mikey. I was in San Diego at the time or whatever. So we cut to the next day or a, an indeterminate day in the future. It seems like the next day. It's probably a week or so later. Seven years. Seven years. She's writing letters to the past. Um, Mike Epps is trying to stick his dick in the mailbox. <laughs> no, but he is probably trying to stick it in that chafing dish, and that's dangerous. <laughs> that's what they call the chafing dish. You got to watch out. Yeah. We cut to a Starbucks where she, and she gets whistled at, like kind of cat called on her way into the Starbucks. Not just any Starbucks. Yes, that's true. Not just any Starbucks, because it does come up when she talks to the yes. employee. <laughs> It is a formerly Magic Johnson Starbucks, and yep. it was the Black Hangout. Like, mm -hmm. the Black I've been to that Starbucks, and I feel like everything that happened to her at that Starbucks, besides meeting the love of my life, happened uh, also to me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so you were catcalled at that Starbucks, is yeah, what you're saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, look, the looks, you know, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Crystal, don't sell yourself short. You get catcalled <laughs> at any Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> I for sure don't. <laughs> he doesn't own that Starbucks anymore. I don't. I think he like released his chain of things like that. Um, but yeah, it used to be a Magic Johnson Starbucks, and yeah, yep. that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so she runs into someone she knows, Doctor Brockton, and she looks through kind of his group of friends, and they're clearly trying to like get her to sit with them and hang out. My favorite is it like cycles through a list of deal breakers. And the first one is what I just have in my notes as roaring nipples, where like a, a guy's nips are just sticking out through his bike shirt. Maybe it was a cold breeze. You don't know. And we just get a like a roaring sound effect behind it. But then one guy's got like an extra long pinky nail. Another one's married. Do you know why he had an extra long pinky nail? Um, It could be cocaine or some people just roll that way. Yeah, I, uh, I clocked it as cocaine but that's largely because the crews i used to roll with when i was on the road but yeah anyone who had a long pinky nail was also super into cocaine yeah could also be classical guitarist have you ever run into that one actually that was the excuse a lot of them gave yeah i got a pluck with my fingernails then why is the only one that's long the one that has cocaine on it where are your calluses um. in my nostrils uh but they warn her about going on internet blind dates because those dudes are creepy stalkers. And I mean, well, and this was back then where it was new. She's about to meet a stalker. Yeah. It's true. It was very new. At the Mikey, time. you're yes. not being attacked. <laughs> I'm just saying most people meet on apps now. He's never being attacked. He's always yeah. sneaking up behind them. He's the attacker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Mikey, you're right. More people meet online now than I yeah. think in regular yeah. like happenstance. This was a theme in movies 
for a while. Like, yeah, yeah. movies and TV shows was always like, oh, you're doing that? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have some random stranger set you up with another random stranger? You're crazy. <laughs> Why would you ever go on a site that would match people by their interests and tell you if you'd like each other before you meet? That seems so crazy. Yeah, because people who know you will literally just set you up because you're like, you're single. Yeah. They're single. That's and then you're what like, happens you're in this right. movie. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what else do we have in common or why do you think we would match up? You're both <laughs> lonely and terrible people, yeah. so it's, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. makes sense that you would fit. I think you're both at a desperate <laughs> desperate level of like really matching up here. And we're getting really, really annoyed of having to tell people we have tables for three instead of just four. So yeah. <laughs> That one hurts, Paige. <laughs> I was single for a long ass time. Yeah, a lot of people same. tried to set me up with people. Nobody did with me. It it happened a few times, but it was always like at a group thing where I didn't know it was going to happen, where they were like, come hang out. And you'd be like, "Okay," And then you'd get there and they'd be like, here's our friend. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. I just I just start asking. I'm like, look, do you really want your good friend to see my penis? (laughs) This is where this will lead. And this could be weird for everyone. Oh, see, mine. Mine was the opposite. It's like. Oh, oh, you thought your friend who's just staring into the middle distance with mismatched shoes and like a whole host of things wrong with them. You thought this was a good idea. (laughs) This is very specific. There's one person you're thinking of right now, isn't there? No, I get get what she's talking about because a lot of people match me up because they're like, oh, she wants kids too. And then it's like... Crystal, you said, ooh, because normally that's the way you should react when someone on the first date asks, how soon do you want to have kids? But that's like a thing Mikey yeah. does on first dates. That's like, not true. He that would be like, true. what are you doing tonight? <laughs> no, see, you, you got to like, how soon do you want to have kids? And you should just be like, for dessert. Like, that, you got to lean into it. No, but if you, if, you, if you set two friends up with their only thing in common is wanting kids, it sets a weird. Yeah. Then the girl's like, so you really want kids? And like, that's all they know about you. And you're like, um, I mean, yeah. like. Maybe someday, you know, like I never try to set anybody up except for Mikey. There is one lady who was always at these like mutual parties we go to that I am working overtime to get Mikey involved with. Never works out, never goes well, but I love doing it. It's my favorite thing to do. Mikey hates me for it. No, I got really close, I think, that one time. Nice, Mikey. When I made that joke from outside and then she laughed at it inside. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I think it's very funny that like in um like in like co- like trying to date women's stories, like a lot of times men will remember a specific time a woman laughed at something. And that's never something that I track like in my trying to date men's stories. Like I never like he or he laughed that one job. Like and it matters as a comedian. That matters to me. But I never right. track that in the course of dating. Can I tell you why you don't track it, though? <laughs> I know because men don't need a woman to make them laugh. That's Oh, no. That's I, I've been one of the things I love about Natalie is because she makes me laugh. That's like one of my favorite things. But it's because you're a professional comedian and you hear people laughing at your jokes oh, all the okay. time. And so Mikey my and I, it's complete. like a rare thing. No, but I hear, I hear men, even the comedians say that. They like remember like the time a woman that they liked laughed also my sense of humor it can be polarizing <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> I, think, 
<laughs> I think it's because we're too busy keeping our eyes on the exits just in case. Some yeah. people like my jokes. Some people don't. And they have like one of two extreme reactions. Extreme. Yeah, like laughing inside a house when he's outside. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we see her again, Mike. I cannot wait. <laughs> Be like, remember that time you were inside and I was outside? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I don't even know her name. Like, I have her no name idea. Is, her name is Katie. Oh, I'm leaving this in. Okay, so it's Katie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't think we have anything in common, but that we're the only two single people in the whole group of friends. <laughs> It's amazing. That's the worst place to be. Yeah. That is the worst. <laughs> anyway, so in the so Starbucks. <laughs> back, back in this movie that we were talking about, uh, in the Starbucks, a blonde white guy uh, approaches Kenya and is like, hey, are you looking for somebody? Because I'm Brian. Are you looking for Brian? And, and she's, she's like, like, no, I am not looking for you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's so so harsh. That's what she says, though. I know. Here's the thing. Like her her friend did describe him perfectly, technically. <laughs> I know. I think she just left uh, out a pretty important detail, yeah, I, I would think, say. I, I think she's in the clear on this because she was not properly prepped for who she was about to meet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I can but see that. You know what? And I think this is actually even more realistic than because it just like the obliviousness that this wouldn't matter to her. Like, not that it should matter, but the fact that, like, they've been coworkers this long, like, she knows the woman doesn't eat tomatoes and right. somehow doesn't know that she only dates black men. How is that possible? Apparently she interacts with tomatoes a lot more than men. <laughs> <laughs> she's real career and Italian food focused. Yeah. <laughs> And she's clearly nervous and uncomfortable. Uh, and as they try to make their way through the restaurant, she's just like talking to like just black people around her to try and uh, like it's so good ground herself <laughs> in her blackness. And my favorite is the first one, the the guy who's wiping down the table, and she just says, "Magic treating you okay?" And yes! he just says, "I've never met him. I don't know." <laughs> but if you don't know that that's the Magic Johnson Starbucks, which I didn't, that joke goes completely. It did. Over your head. I was like, what? I, I had no idea what she was <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah, I thought he was might have been like a magician that she knew when he would come back later in a scene that would turn page on when he was like uh is this your card or something like that but no, no. it turns out it's my Ma it's magic johnson's it's magic starbucks johnson. yeah is this starbucks beyond the wall of the north <laughs> uh, my favorite is as they sit down because they, they find an open table table and she just leans over to a girl next to her and just goes girl you are wearing those dress <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I am wearing these dreads. Yes, stranger. I, I do like that whenever she does this, every attempt goes poorly. Yes. 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 Everyone's like, why are you talking to me? I love it so much. <laughs> well, he, he calls her on it and is like, are you uncomfortable? And she's like, no, why would you think that? He's like, because you're talking to strangers. <laughs> like, that's not a thing people do. What are you What are you doing? And she admits it's her first blind date, and it's only because she promised her girlfriend she'd be more open, and he's like, but not this open, and she's just like, huh, what? No, of course, and he's like, come on now, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and she does the, it was really great meeting you, which is how I used to end dates that I had mm. no intention of calling back. <laughs> <laughs> real nice nice to meet you yeah. really and she just cuts and runs like mm -hmm. they don't even order coffee i don't think 
I love the moment because he does call her out. He says, like, you've been trying to convince everybody in the Starbucks that you're down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I love that he called her out. Um, And I remember when I first started dating my fiance, I remember like being so happy that he'd already dated another black woman so that I didn't have to start from scratch. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for laying the groundwork for me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it's just like the fact that he even like could say it that way. You know, I mean, I was just like, okay. All right, Brian. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Brian. I don't directly address it in this movie, but I do not think this is Brian's first rodeo. Oh, I think yeah. this might they, be his... they, they mention it a little bit because she asks him like later, like, you know, what kinds of women have you dated? And he says He's any. Like, yeah, yeah. All kinds. Every kind. All kinds. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dating Mikey, not just seeing them once and then running away from their house in the night. That's technically a date. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the Google calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had apple teenies. <laughs> With red vines. It was great. So we cut to the engagement party for her coworker, which, but this is like a wedding level engagement party. Yeah. This is oh my God. Um, and I do like that her friend Cheryl is like, why did we go to this? I could have been home pleasuring myself. Is what yes, she, she says. Does. But like, she's walking in public and she's like, I could have been home pleasuring myself. Yes, she like she's really loud. saying those words. You know what? If you make single people come to your wedding, we're going to shout some crazy shit <laughs> It's sometimes. not even a wedding. It's an engagement <laughs> party. It's even worse. Yeah. That's even more appropriate. Yeah. Well, that's how you gauge <laughs> if you're fine. enjoying yourself or not. If you would rather be enjoying yourself or not. Yeah, Yeah, if you're out with your friends and you have the thought of, I could be home masturbating right now, (laughs) you should probably leave. Here's how I know that this party kind of sucked, though, is because she walks through and she's like, I don't know who did the landscaping, but they did a great job. And I'm like, girl, if you look at the plants, maybe it's time to go home. But it's like at a legit mansion. Like, it's a huge house. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, and I believe it is the coworker's mom's house. I got that vibe too. I mean, we meet the yeah. lady who owns the place, Mom. I guess, because she yeah. introduces her to Brian. And I say introduce, they already know each other, but like introduces him in the scene, right? Yeah. So we meet her and she does seem very effluent. Yeah. And as they're kind of looking around this little fountain area in the center, the catering is off to the side and Cheryl catches Mike Epps eye at the catering and he's like, I'm cooking something hot and sweet. And she's like, I'm into that, which, hey, <laughs> if I'm bored at a party, I will befriend the caterers. <laughs> like, It's great. Yeah. Uh, but they clearly instantly have like a little bit of a connection and she leaves Kenya alone and she's kind of standing at the wishing fountain, which is when the her coworkers mom comes up. Yeah. And she does say you're practically part of the family, which makes me feel like they've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Which is um, that I that was important for me because um her friend leaving her to be black alone at that party, I was like, huh? But then when the mom said that, I was like, okay, so like this is not her first rodeo at this house. Right. So yeah. like, I was like, okay, with yeah. that. Because my 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 black friends would never <laughs> leave me <laughs> to be black alone at a party like that if I if I didn't know anybody. It's true. Strength in numbers. <laughs> Besides, somebody has to start the electric slide. Yeah. So she introduces Kenya to Brian because he did all the landscaping. And 
then literally just ditches her with Brian, which I don't know if any of you have had somebody unintentionally wingman you like this. Blessing and curse. Uh, I like way back in the day, there was a super cute guy I had a crush on and we ended up at the same show together and a friend came into the show and we both waved and didn't realize that we had a mutual friend and we both thought the friend saw us and was like coming towards us and the friend came over and was just like oh my god hey do you guys know each other i'm gonna get drinks and just like peaced (laughs) out and then we ended up talking for the rest of the night uh but that's kind of what this mom does is just like (laughs) landscaping landscaping bye i'm never in this movie again (laughs) I, i think it's funny that you think it was unintentional though i mean the girl that set brian and her up is her mother. So oh, I assumed right. that it's a conspiracy. She, yeah, I, I assumed that the mom was in on it. Maybe. <laughs> and he and the mom seem to know each other really well, which made me wonder if he's like a family friend and not just a landscaper. No, no, no. He uh, fucks all his clients. she's like try it it's amazing Uh, so she goes off and he basically gives her his card and is like hey even if the project is small business is business you know give me a call yeah he's like i'm I'm used to working with small things it's fine (laughs) he is fine exactly not the size of your yard todd it's what you do with it That's the guy with a huge yard. It's not the size of your yard. It's how much how much of an overgrown spa you have in the middle of it taking up real estate. So he we cut to the next scene. He's driving to her house. He gets off at Crenshaw, which again, if you don't know your LA places, doesn't have much meaning to you. I, I don't guess. know my LA places that much, but I pay attention to like pop culture and stuff and Crenshaw is like it's in pop culture it's pretty pervasive yeah that's like the one thing I did know like the magic the Starbucks none of that stuff I got this I got Mm -hmm. I remember Crenshaw from the 90s yeah (laughs) Moesha I watched a lot of TV. I remember it from rapping, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah I remember cool. from rapping, too. I didn't rap, but I remember it from MTV. <laughs> Just to be clear, I did not rap either. <laughs> I would I would love to have been able to, but I was not. <laughs> only when I'm super drunk at parties. Uh, and Ludacris is playing. And, and it's only Ludacris. Oh, Chris <laughs> And Crystal couldn't day. get her phone out quick enough. Oh, you guys, I worked with Ludacris's cousin for a long time. It was cool. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He didn't like to talk about it. Oh, damn. <laughs> but I like heard the rumor And so one day I finally got Like three years after I started working with him I was like hey So is your cousin really ludicrous And he's like yes Chris is That's ludicrous Yes my cousin <laughs> he's like, That's really Is he really cool Yes he's really cool That's great How has this never come up before Mikey Have I not talked at length About my love for ludicrous On this show <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. During December, we should only do movies that feature Ludacris and call it Ludacrismas. <laughs> I don't think he's done any Christmas ones, though. Like, it would just be the Fast and the Furious series. Wow. Hallmark was really missing out. Girl, if there was a Christmas movie with Ludacris yeah. in it, you know I would know about it. Like, I would already have it. So he drives up to her house. She is working from home. She hears his truck approach because he's playing wild loud music out of that truck like open air truck and it's like it's not stereotypical like white guy music for 2006 <laughs> it's not maroon five it's not maroon no. five right yeah, yeah yeah absolutely well it's like salsa or something i can't remember exactly what it was but i remember my uh subtitle said it was arabic hip-hop um, oh okay cool oh, wow. <laughs> either way not stereotypical like songs about jane or whatever <laughs> my thinking was that it was probably not expensive and that's why it's in the movie oh yeah the rights yeah yeah 
So he comes to the door with his dog and she's like, I don't do dogs. And he's like, me neither. We're just good friends. Which is a plus. I honestly enjoyed that line. I was not expecting it. Yeah. And I was on board for it. I was like, that is a joke Mikey would probably say. <laughs> I really connected with this character. And I don't know what that says about it. Not the pushiness. Because when he came back in the house with the rain scene, I was like, oh, that's a little too much. I do have to also point out, I believe Simon Baker is Australian. He is. Yeah, there's no yeah. way he's not. Didn't know that until much later, much like years later after I saw this movie the first time. So he did a he's good job. He's in Devil Wears Prada. He was. He's also been the, he was the mentalist as well. Yes, he was the mentalist. Oh, that's right. He yes. was the mentalist. <laughs> is the mentalist. Yes. <laughs> You that was, be. is, forever the mentalist. <laughs> Which I think was still out when this movie came out. No, oh, yeah. The Mentalist came out in 2008. Yeah, came out. I know oh. because I was a big fan of Psych, and Psych made fun of it a lot like on their show because it's pretty <laughs> much like a network it ripoff of Psych. No, it started in 2008. It went until 2015. Uh, so it was out. Oh, no, this was right before that. Huh? This is 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do, here's the thing. I I also love Psych. Uh, a <laughs> mainly for Dulé Hill throwing shade. I fucking love Dulé Hill so much. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, dude's he is amazing. A mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, he was also one of the most fun parts of She's All That. He's and the, the, he's West the West one Wind. friend who's not a dick who's dating Lil Kim that we just like. The movie doesn't talk about it. All <laughs> oh that much. yeah. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, so she won't let the dog in the house. So the dog waits in the truck and they go around back into the garden and he kind of just walks her backyard and is like, if I come back alive, I will landscape this for you. (laughs) 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 And he kind of throws out some ideas like a fountain. He's going to do like flagstone, which by the way, the redo he does on her yard is like. 40 grand oh yeah it's, oh yeah he upsells the shit out of her well he doesn't charge her well, <laughs> which is even crazy he's currently experiencing homelessness like he has to make this relationship work because he tanked his his business to like make this relationship work well and she does make fun of him for it later but like realistically that's like a 40 grand yard yeah. that's like, why when they so broke nuts. up in the middle of the movie he had to call his ex-girlfriend <laughs> and be like, can I stay with you? Yeah. The car is so cold. Um, I think you mean ex-client. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should have seen her backyard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he wants to take her to another, basically, garden that he set up. And he's like, I'll take you. It's Los Feliz. It's not that far. And I was like, what? And traffic time? What's wrong with you? Like an hour and a half one way. That's his plan, though. I do love that he sets that up. And then they don't go. They go to like this community no. garden and then they go home. I think that was his plan the whole time. Because if you think through it, if he landscaped someone else's house, do you think they're going to let him just like, excuse me, and just taking somebody through here? Like, <laughs> I think that was a ruse. He did if he had the key because he was sleeping with them. <laughs> He's setting up franchises, right, Mikey? I don't know what that means. I know, and it's the best. It's my favorite. We made fun of Mikey on a cult podcast episode that came out Monday. No, well, it would have been two and a half weeks ago by the time this airs. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just telling Crystal. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, we 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 made fun of Mikey, and Mikey never listens to anything, uh, <laughs> even when we send him, you know, files to listen to before we release episodes. 
And so now we've just learned that we can make fun of Mikey and he'll never hear it. Yeah. That's so. Oh, boy. So I have to listen to that episode, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So they make a quick stop at the community garden to drop off flowers. And this is the first time we hear Penelope, his ex, mentioned. Yeah. But Maria, the woman accepting the flowers, is like, oh, but this new one is cute. And then she walks into a spider web and has the exact same reaction I would. Girl, yes. <laughs> this is why I won't survive the zombie apocalypse. I'll be running through the woods and just catch a spider web and I'm down for the count. <laughs> It'll just be bad. Yeah, she she was like living her own personal arachnophobia in that little scene. Yeah. Uh, but he basically tells her, like, I'll drop a proposal. I'll submit it and you can call me anytime. And she's like, okay, I'll have to think about it. And as he drops her back off, he's like, don't let the spiders bite. And I'm like, don't joke, man. It might still be in her hair. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Until I see its dead body, I'm not okay. <laughs> like, I think he was worried about that because he like later on in this movie, like a few scenes later, is like, hey, maybe you should get rid of that hair. <laughs> <laughs> the spider's still in it. <laughs> I mean, oof. So we cut to her office and they've given her an assistant for the Pino account and it is a young, clean cut white man. And I think it's on purpose I think so. to try and make that client comfortable, which is very frustrating. And, you know, I feel like they're trying not to undermine her, but not succeed. <laughs> it's offensive a little bit. So I got the impression that that was just like who they had like that's sort of her assistant like she's talking about yeah, just how assistant. he gives her he gets her coffee like i, I mean yeah. i understand that he may be like training to one day do the job that she does now mm-hmm. but he's learning like he's new in the right. job i mean i could go either way on that i didn't seem like super targeted i mean the thing in general that's just like she works in an organization that is like just very white Mm -hmm. period and the industry she's in is also like i believe heavily male like yeah so i mean that as a choice like seemed like it was probably a bound to happen at some point yeah but Mm -hmm. i think the best thing about the way this movie handles it is that every time she refers to work she calls it the plantation which yes I started putting it that way in my notes. (laughs) But I feel like this is something that people do sometimes to try and make an unreasonable customer comfortable and always rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's the thing. It's not that assistant guy's fault. He just got assigned. But I feel like it was to try and make that guy comfortable and it doesn't. I'm with Crystal. I think it's either way because I know she mentions the assistant guy in the first meeting with Mm -hmm. that guy like we'll bring on some like low-level crap guy later i just thought this Mm -hmm. guy fit that picture Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but as they're getting prepped for the account something gets delivered to the office and it's a copy of charlotte's web where he's crossed out the name charlotte and written kenya's web which is sweet until you realize that he had to track down where she worked (laughs) (laughs) right but he's friends with the woman that... Yeah, he should have just left it in her mailbox. I just was more surprised that she actually read it. I was like, we you know... You haven't read Charlotte's Yeah, I was like... <laughs> also, <laughs> he signs his name like a four-year-old. It was like, Brian, with a giant <laughs> smiley well, face. But also, as if he wrote Charlotte's Web. <laughs> like, he was taking credit for it. I was like... I liked it. <laughs> it's, I think it's cute. If, if, somebody, if somebody did it to me, I would be like, oh, and definitely forget that they tracked down where I worked. But no, again, he's friends with the girl who said that's yeah. true. The yeah. other girl who's there. It's not like he followed her to work. Exactly. And then, yeah. 
I, we would have heard him with that loud ass music. Yeah. So. That Arabic hip hop. Yeah. It's what Jesus listens to. <laughs> he had dreads, so shake him. And he was wearing those dreads. Yeah. I ain't got none. Wow. I'm planning on growing some. Well, I'll see you guys in hell. <laughs> White hell though It's just a department store With no managers <laughs> It's Ross You <laughs> <laughs> can't find oh, my size Anywhere So we cut to Her house He's working the next day And she's got the Sliding glass door open And she's made them Both coffees And the dog gets in And she kind of Freaks out And spills the latte And then is like Obsessively cleaning it <laughs> to the point where I was like, maybe we need to see someone. Well, yeah. I mean, she just like she keeps a clean house. There's nothing wrong with She's that. Very I, type A. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. And she like does give him the coffee. I think she even gives him the one she didn't spill. Like. I think yeah. this is showing that she's like warming up to him, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You well, let's know? go back to the fact that she has a latte maker. Yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah. yeah. She lives in large. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> but she does tell him, she's like, when do you think you're going to be done? Because I want to have a party out here when you're done. And this is also when we reveal that it's Saturday and she's in a full suit because she's going into the office on Saturday mm-hmm. because she's up for partner. Yeah. As he goes back to work with the sliding glass door closed. She just watches him work that stump out of the ground. Oh, my God. (laughs) I actually, okay. So while I was watching this, I was like, yeah, we get it. He works in the yard. What's going on? Why are we watching this so much? And now it makes sense. Now that I'm hearing how you guys were reacting to that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. That stump was a metaphor, Todd, for her people. Exactly. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mikey. To what word are you referring? You know. Oh, man, so close. We're going to get it, Crystal. We're going to get him to say it once. You better say it or my next movie is Fifty Shades 2. I'm down with this. Oh, no. Yeah. Ooh, that stumpy stump. Yes. Uh-huh. He's got to, like, work it out of there. It's like a whole thing. And we get close-ups of, like, his muscles as it he does it. It was so hot. And that weird yes. close-up of the dog. I don't understand that part. No. <laughs> Yeah, his fur was in slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> He's just shaking around. But as she's watching, Donald Faison like slaps himself against the window uh, with his girlfriend, Stacy. My favorite running joke of this movie is every time we meet him, it's a new girlfriend. And, and she's always like, what happened to whatever the previous girl? And yeah. she's like, Lauren happened to Lala. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's great. Oh, great. Uh, but he comes to drop off money for their mom's birthday. And he's like, you didn't tell me you were landscaping. And she's like, do I have to tell you everything I do with my yard? And he's like, I wanted that hot tub. Uh, but she introduces him <laughs> to Brian. And when they come back in the house and shut the sliding glass door, that's when he's like, Oh, are you skiing the slopes? Are you sneaking yeah. off to the OC? <laughs> Ski- the- skiing the slopes is like, I'm so sad that I didn't remember that and like use it just every in everyday life for any type of <laughs> like interracial dating where there was a white person involved. <laughs> like, I just want to like shout it out to people at restaurants, like eating on a patio. Oh, you, ski- you skiing the slopes over there? <laughs> You oh, ski hey. <laughs> All y'all go to Aspen? You ski the slopes? Oh, she'll go to Aspen. She a keeper. <laughs> uh, so she tells him that it was a blind date. And he's like, I didn't know you were desperate enough to date white guys. 
I'm going to find someone for you. Yeah. Because you need to make yourself more available. And then she, he has her ask tips from Sarah. Okay. I think, was her name Sarah? Who knows? Doesn't matter. I hate to say it doesn't matter, right, Crystal? But it <laughs> sort of doesn't matter because this is the only time we see her because he replaces yeah. his girlfriend every scene. Yeah, yeah. it's Stacy. But she just says, get a good nutritionist. <laughs> <laughs> and then we find out that they met during a traffic cat call oh, yeah. where he just like pulled up next to her and was just like, you fine as hell. And she was like, Ferrari. Mm-hmm. How do you know that <laughs> she wasn't cat calling him, Paige? She could have been. Yeah, you don't know. Works for me. So we cut to uh, she and Brian are at the nursery picking up stuff. And he wants her to put Mediterranean lavender in her garden, which smells amazing. Um, And this is where we find out that he basically learned to garden from his dad. But then he was working as a copywriter in an office and hated it. Took a plant into his cubicle and then let the plants take over his cubicle. Yeah. So little shop of horrors situation. (laughs) Feed me, Seymour. Has anyone seen Jim from accounting? What? No. Brian, you're fired. Your plants are killing people. (laughs) Brian seems nice, but there's a lot of bugs over his area and they're coming into my cubicle. I don't want to get anybody into trouble. So we cut to her mom's birthday where Donald Faison has a new girlfriend, Kiki. Kiki, these are my parents. Kenya, this is Kiki. What happened to Stacy? Kiki happened to Stacy. And my favorite is he's like, Do you like Kiki's dress? And she's like, I put it together myself just with clips. It's actually a really funny, de- it's like a nice detail that they they did in that moment. Because I'm like, you you have seen that girl where it's like, she did she made this dress and it's not great, but she loves it. Um, yeah. And it's very proud. And if you kind of look to the side, you can kind of see the clips. Yeah. Also, the mom is Alfre Woodard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Alfre Woodard. And she took five bags to a spa weekend. Yes, she did. And this is also where we learn that her dad is the head of neurosurgery at Cedars. At Cedar Sinai, like, yeah. That's a huge deal. I actually just talked to a neurosurgeon from Cedar Sinai two weeks ago. Fun fact, the neurosurgeons or the neuro department at Cedars is one of the reasons my husband survived his seizure. Awesome. Because, yeah, they he had been seen years ago and they had done a scan and he had never gotten the results. He had just like never gone back. And so five years later, he had a seizure. We ended up in a teaching neuro hospital in New Hampshire. Luck of the draw. We were five miles away. God was watching. And they were like, hey. We just got his medical records and one of the only other con- like hospitals in the country that can send like neuro records digitally is Cedars. So we wow. have them right away and we wow. can see what's going on. Yeah, it was wild. That's awesome. So That's thanks, Alfred Woodard's husband. <laughs> <It's- laughs> the person I talked to was Dr. Ray Chu and that definitely wasn't her husband in this movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But hey, Alfred Woodard. Yeah. If you're looking for a new man. Yeah. I know it, dude. <laughs> Dr. Chu. So they're kind of bragging about her being almost partner. And then we find out that Nelson, her brother, is in the legal department at 20, 20th Century Fox. And I love that Kiki's just like, you're not a producer? Yeah. And then we find out that the Jag was a present from his parents yeah. for graduating. Yeah. But that's why we never see Kiki again. Kiki started asking the right questions. Yeah. <laughs> she knows too much. Yeah, he killed her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't open Straight that trunk, lady. <laughs> and my favorite is to like deflect the attention from him. He's like, Kenya's dating white boys now. <laughs> <laughs> that is very much 
that's a sibling thing. Yeah. A younger totally. sibling thing. Wow, yeah. really? Uh, and she's like, hey, no, he's my landscaper. He's really nice, and we're having a great time. And they're like, landscape? You're having a good time landscaping? What's happening? And then we get to watch what I can only describe as a very beautiful but seductive dance performance for her mom's birthday. I think it was yeah. kind of awkward for a, a family trip. It was so uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to go there with my parents. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen every Austin Powers movie with my dad. <laughs> you guys have a weird Valentine's Day tradition. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that the show was like ballet, but like also dry humping. <laughs> yeah. It's called Modern. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clean Modern Dance. <laughs> I am uh, uncultured and uneducated and feel terrible about myself. Thank you. <laughs> There was one point at which, like, Alfre Woodard kind of looked at Kenya looking, and I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. Everybody, oh. eyes on the stage. Eyes <laughs> on the stage. No eye Nobody contact. Nobody looking at anybody looking. Two miles away from the venue. <laughs> Unless she was, like, looking over like, this is not, this is not okay. This, this is weird for us as a family. You guys paid for this? <laughs> if I was Kenya, I probably would have looked over at my mom and dad and been like, is this what you guys get into? Are you guys this <laughs> depraved? Is this what you guys want to do? You guys are gross. So we cut to her house and he's still working in her yard and it's really coming along. It looks very nice. And she actually stops to pet the dog, which is yeah. like she's making progress toward yeah. the dog. Yeah, she's warming up. Yeah. And she basically says, I'm starving. Do you want some takeout? So they basically just kind of eat in her living room, takeout containers all over. He's like lounge. He's like laying down eating though. Yeah. He's like, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> but my favorite is he's just like, what's with all the beige? It looks like a hotel in here. And it's like, yeah. hey, she let you inside and bought you food <laughs> like maybe stop i said that to my neighbor and she got wall decor i was like you should put stuff on your walls it's very weird in here you should... <laughs> so she went and bought decorations later Crystal, <laughs> this is the neighbor that mikey casually hooked up with during covid who had guinea pigs but also made danish i'm conflicted on the neighbor she's a very good baker if, and, if oh, those, in person okay. in was, person that i was going yeah. to if those danishes were from scratch we're best friends yeah i texted her today about this movie and she was like i i like that movie and it made me think of you because you came into my house and said there was nothing on the walls just like you guys <laughs> and you guys hooked up i um i think it's important to point out that i met her when we were moving mikey out of his apartment and she was awesome Aww. she's very nice why'd you move mikey i know Fuck. <laughs> probably because she knew where he lived at that point. <laughs> and he was like, well, fuck, now I have to move. Oh, man. Has she been to your new house, Mikey? Yes. Oh, Mikey. Oh, Mikey. I was going to say I rest my case, but now my interest is peaked. I think he was resting his case somewhere. <laughs> okay, so the reason you're at the desk and not your bed where you normally are is... She's still there? No. Did she leave Danishes in the morning? Can I have a Danish? Uh, she tells him that her mother, Alfred Woodard, thinks that bright colors are for children and whores, which is the exact type of Lucille Bluth energy that I was looking for. But he was like, hey, color brings in energy. It can impact your mood. And yeah. He also tells her that she doesn't take enough time off work to know who she is. Which is, that's a kind of an invasive statement. It's an invasive yeah. statement, especially when she's like, hey, yeah, I don't know if you know, but racism exists. And some of us have to work extra hard to get ahead. So is this where she brings up the black tax? 
Yes, this is the first okay, time she because she does bring text. it up, which I th- I thought was interesting. Yeah, but she also tells him that he's terrible at running his business. <laughs> well, he is. He is. Yeah, he is experiencing homelessness because he keeps banging his clients <laughs> and giving them big D discounts. <laughs> <laughs> The D is for phenomenal. Uh, and he basically is like, did it never occur to you that I'm giving you special treatment? And then he follows it up with, I take it you don't do white guys, which I think is kind of a callback to you don't do dogs. I yeah. don't either. We're just good friends. Mm-hmm. I take it you don't do white guys. Mm-hmm. And she says, I just happen to prefer black men. And then he goes into this like, oh, you're prejudiced against white people. And I was like, dude, don't. Don't do yeah, it. I thought that was a very risky line of questioning. <laughs> that is a proposition that never works out well for the person who says it. But I did like that she corrects him. She's like, it's it's a preference, not a prejudice. Yeah. Well, and then she says, it, you prefer to be prejudiced. Yeah. Yeah, Which he says that. Actually and I was like, is not completely inaccurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting that he calls her out on it. She's not the one running around saying, I only date people like this. Yeah. Like, she's just answering when asked. But I felt like it was a little uh, presumptuous of a white dude to be like, oh, oh, so you're choosy? Boo. <laughs> I think she could have like countered with like, a, it's not because you're white. It's because like of who you are. You know? <laughs> it's not because you're white. It's because you're a fucking stalker and I don't like you. <laughs> and you've been think- pretending to be American this whole time. He's on the run from the law in Australia. Clearly, <laughs> I think the, the the whole conversation that they're having is like completely fair. I really think the thing that just feels missing is like, why does he actually like her? You know? Yeah. yeah. Like she's uptight. She's rude. Yeah, she's pretty. But like, what what is it about her that like he can't help himself but want to be around? Yeah. Like she, she's not fun. She becomes fun. You know what right. I mean? She becomes like comes more into herself, but like it's not really clear other than just like wanting to get laid that like why he likes her. You know, I think yeah. he actually says it in the next line where he says, I take hard earth and make things bloom. He's exactly. a guy who likes a project. Yeah, he's a fixer. Yeah. yeah. Like I've been talking about issues of, you know, race and dating for so long because I was single f- and in my opinion, not by choice for 13 years. And part of it is because of this thing. And, and, and in my case, it wasn't like Kenya, whereas like I was only dating black men. It was that I was open, but I was not the, the men that I was around. I was not the preferred type. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if in, in a sea of people who you keep not being their preferred type, there's no way it feels like anything but prejudice, you know, yeah. where it's right. like you're the one that's in this position. You're open, but nobody else around you mm. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is also where she asks if he's ever dated a black girl. And he mm-hmm. says, I've dated all kinds of girls. Mm-hmm. And then she says, oh, so you're a player. And he's like, no, I just crush a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does kind of like, I mean, I did get kind I'm of a, a very player successful vibe from this landscaping guy. business where I <laughs> plant things in soil. Yeah, I just help women with their put their backyards <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Mike, he's like, he's like, I'm not a player. I just, you know, I just stop, crush. Stop hating a on lot. Simon and his muscles. <laughs> right. <laughs> You saw how I, I worked that get stump. stumps out of my yard any day. Yeah, he hasn't exactly. met a field he hasn't wanted to like till. Wow. You know? <laughs> wow. Plow a field, hoe it up. You know what I'm saying? Hoe yeah, it this- up. <laughs> I love it, Mikey. Simon fucks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this landscaper 
fucks. We cut to her reading Charlotte's Web, which is again where I was like, does she not know the story yeah. about some pig? Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we cut to the next day where he's let the crew go early and he says, I'm going to head out too, but you're coming with me. We're going hiking. And if someone did this to me, they'd end up in my freezer in tiny Ziploc bags. Don't, <laughs> don't assume people like to hike. You're prejudiced against non-hikers. <laughs> but he does take her out hiking because she loses a coin toss. On a double-headed coin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yes. But if I didn't want to do something and someone like didn't say, I'll flip you for it, and I said, okay, they just took a coin out and flipped it and right. said heads or tails, I'd be like, no. I said no. <laughs> so we're not doing that. Right. And I like to hike. I just don't like you, Brian. So we cut to them hiking. <laughs> she's also hiking in like heads. Like she's not prepared to hike. No, she's no. never been hiking. Yeah. Which also, at least back then, really tracked. There were not yeah. a lot of black people hiking. <laughs> well, I even thought like, because they walk into a cave at one point, And I was like, oh, he's about to murder her. Yeah, get out of my brain because we just did Taking of Deborah Logan yeah. and I was like, DeJornos is in that cave. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> don't follow a white man into a cave. Don't follow um, anyone you just met into a cave. I don't care yeah. what they're doing to your backyard on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and it turns out to be like a cave tunnel because they emerge into like a really pretty clearing mm-hmm. and then it starts to rain and they shelter under a tree. And- Which is the worst place to be. They need to go back into the cave. Like, Lightning strikes trees all the time. They should have gone back into the cave tunnel or the tunnel of love, as Bruce Springsteen would say. As a non-hiker, I didn't know that about trees. So I thought it was romantic. Fine. Paige, as an avid endorsement, I know that. Well, how about I just don't hike during lightning storms? Or at all. Brian did not check the weather, which is like another thing that's a problem. Because it doesn't rain out there often is what I've been aware of, right? Yeah, a sudden rain is rare. That's why she has an upholstered chaise in her yard, <laughs> because it doesn't <laughs> rain. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> I, I did, especially at the end of the movie. I was like, that's satin. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening here? Hilarious. <laughs> but he drives her home, and she's like, this isn't going any further. Good night. And she goes inside. Then here's a knock on the door, and he doesn't even really wait for her to open it. No, there are like, consent issues. Yeah, a little bit. He walks in and just, like, goes for it, and they're, like, kissing up against the wall. It's, uh, uh, it was great. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> no complaints. No it was notes. pretty hot. It was pretty good. I wasn't not into it. It was very hot. The ass grab? I'm sorry. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A full hand of meat? <laughs> I was worried for her knickknacks on that table, but then not so worried because I was like, girl, you could get new knickknacks. <laughs> I don't know why, but hearing Paige say the words knickknack in a sexual like connotation is like doing it for me right now. That's hilarious. Oh, no. oh not like that doing it for me, but like Are you cheating on my husband with me? <laughs> <laughs> I would never cheat on Jake. That's the kind of man I am. Get new knickknacks. That's a shirt. Girl, you can get new knickknacks. <laughs> Girl, you can get new knickknacks. Clear a table. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yes. a desk. Yes. <laughs> he saw that stump and he was like, I'm going to pull that out there. <laughs> wow. Oh, Loved man. it. Anyway, we cut to the next morning where their fingers are intertwined and they're having some little pillow talk about mm. 
you know, getting to know each other a little bit better. We learned that Kenya's name was almost Tiffany, which I prefer Kenya. So let's let's pause. This is how you know he's a bad dude. He has a dog at home and he didn't go let it out. I think the dog's at her home. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. later we see the dog in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like a progression of like, oh, she let the dog in. Yeah. I yeah. cannot imagine going to hook up with a girl and bringing my dog to spend the night. Then you clearly don't live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Mikey usually uses his dog as an excuse to not spend the night out. No, afterwards. I straight up would bring Maggie to houses. <laughs> Well, this is all personal, but Maggie was a good dog for that. <laughs> but Macy, she like cut a girl's arm open and we we had to leave because your dog attacked someone. Yeah, you had to leave. I'm laughing at that, but I'm also picturing your neighbor showing up at somebody's house like, I brought the guinea pigs. Don't worry about it. <laughs> She's got like a little carrying case, like a little yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Just other pets that <laughs> I brought my snake. Once we're done doing it, can you help me clip their toenails? <laughs> Don't mind the turtle. He'll just be in the kitchen. Watch out. He snaps. He's 120 years old. <laughs> just like a tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> she like comes in riding him like he's that big. Yeah. Like, all right, we've got to move on. Anyway, so we find out that she had really bad asthma when she was little. So a lot of the things that she doesn't like are probably related to allergic reactions that would cause her. Yeah, asthma. like hiking. Well. So she basically says, you think I'm pathetic? And he says, no, I think you're adorable. But this is when he asks if she can take her weave out. And I like that she says, I thought you dated black girls. And I was like, that's a fair question because. I did like that she jumped from having sex to him. He asked her this question and she's like, get out. I was not surprised at that reaction at all. And he should not have been if he had truly dated black girls like he said. Well, he never really answered that question. He just said all kinds of girls. So, yeah. You know, it's funny because we've had this discussion so many times. And I remember like, because my, I I mean, I've never had a weave, but I have had like braids. I've had had like other different hairstyles. And my fiance, like his, his ex was like all, always had a weave and so mm. he prefers natural you know it's the same right. it's like the same thing and it's like how do you have how do you let a significant other into the discuss that discussion you know mm-hmm. when do you, like when and how or what are the right words like i even had a like this hour-long discussion with his son like actually breaking down the mechanics of a weave yeah because mm-hmm. he just couldn't even comprehend it Right. It's like it's like my love of Star Wars. When do you when do you have that talk with your significant other and, <laughs> and bring them in and answer those questions about your figurines? About your figure about your micro machine collection, Mikey. <laughs> that you showed off to me while I was moving you. Yeah. One of the things in dating like dating outside your race, even if they have dated like a black woman mm-hmm. before, is like you're hoping, I think you're hoping to avoid having these conversations because they're uncomfortable initially. You don't. It, it implies a level of vulnerability mm-hmm. that it takes a while to get to, but you have to have those conversations before you're emotionally there mm-hmm. vulnerability wise. And I think yeah. that makes it feel very uncomfortable. At least th- this is how I yeah. think, kind of think how it would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he could have waited a little while longer. You know, he didn't yeah, have to Brian... say it the first time after they had sex, you know. <laughs> Brian is not the king of timing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I thought she was fully pregnant for a while during this movie. Nah. Pro tip, gentlemen, uh, when you have sex with someone and sleep with them, never critique anything about their looks at immediately any time. after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like that's like you sleep with someone. You're like, have you tried doing more squats? 
<laughs> Get out. Have you thought about dyeing your hair? Like, mm-hmm. it would be that kind of a thing. Yeah. Don't do that. But he is the level of, like, blunt that, like, I really love about my fiance, but I've always attributed to him being from another country and i don't know what brian's deal is like he's blunt <laughs> he and i'm no like excuse. i don't get why he's this blunt like he's not french he can't play it off as just yeah. being french <laughs> but the reasoning he gives her is that i was just wondering what you'd look like completely naked mm-hmm. and i was like but also people's hair is their own choice and yeah. let people's heads look like what they want it to look like. And you don't get a say. That's not how that works. Yeah. That's why my husband looks like the fucking witcher right now. And I'm kind of into it at this point. I mean, Paige, same. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Black women and black hair. I mean, you know, it's only been within the past year that like legislation was passed and only in a few states where they could not tell us <laughs> Uh, like right in in the bylaws of a company what our hair was supposed to look like they literally would put in like company handbooks and like tell you to your face the way your hair comes out of your head is unprofessional yeah Um, so like black hair has this huge history and like and there's so much taboo around it and like you know, people telling other people within the race to not talk about it with other people outside the race. So you even feel weird about that. Like, it's just so conflicted. But I think, honestly, like, as much as we're making fun of it and like talking about his bluntness, it's like, it's poking at all of the things that she's taken as assumptions, mm-hmm. you know, that people are supposed to um, just take from her and like, and ex she's just interpreted it as being correct and she has to really think about it and actually make a decision for herself rather than letting the decisions be made for her Mm -hmm. well and it's generational too because her mom does comment on it Mm -hmm. the next time that she sees her and not in a positive way yeah Mm -hmm. no i think like crystal was saying someone else is making those decisions for her i think it's her mom i think it's played like it's her mom yeah and she's just doing society. whatever her mom expects her to do, mm-hmm. which, yeah, it's sort of probably society more than yeah. her mom because her mom's doing it for a reason yeah. as well. So it's mm-hmm. probably yeah. society is probably the bigger picture there. But I think ultimately she does start to decide, oh, I'm going to do what I want to do, not yeah. what society my mom want me to do. And mm-hmm. Brian, I think, sort of helps her wake up to that, although I think she leans into it even after he's out of the picture. So I I do think I did buy that that's where she wanted to go with it, too. Mm -hmm. We cut to her talking to her friends uh, and telling them that she slept with Brian and they're like, "Okay, but can he bone? And she's just like, yes. (laughs) 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 And they basically tell her they're like, have fun. You don't have to marry him. And so she goes and has her weave taken out, (laughs) which is that's a commitment. Weaves are expensive. Mm -hmm. So. We cut back to the house where he's picking up his stuff and we reveal that she's now wearing her hair shorter and natural. Yeah. And he tells her she's gorgeous and she unfires him. <laughs> I liked the tool bag drop. Just like, mm, boom. Yes. And then so he good. paints her toenails. It's very cute. And kisses up her leg and then up the rest of her. Yep. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. And then, and then he was like, have you tried a different nail color for next time? <laughs> have you tried removing your toes uh, I like it better with no toes I'd like to see your feet completely naked <laughs> no Oh Jesus 
<laughs> I don't know why that was naked in my brain, but but then we get kind of a cute montage of her driving in his car. She's starting to like the dog. They're kissing in the grass. They're painting her room this beautiful green. Uh, the dog is now allowed inside the house. And we do get a little snippet of a conversation about white people and their dogs, which is great. Uh, and she tastes his cooking. And then we cut to the comedy show, which I agree, Crystal. This is the best like stand-up comedy I've seen in a movie yeah. in a long time. Because fake movie stand-up is terrible. It's bad. Even it's bad. real stand-up in movies is terrible because com- comedians don't like to give their A material. Yeah, but she basically does a set on why she's never dated outside her race, and statistically her reasons are valid, uh, because (laughs) she says she's never dated a white man because I watch the crime channel, and (laughs) white men don't know how to break up with people. If you break up with somebody, your days are numbered, and again, statistically, most serial killers are white men, (laughs) so she's right. But we cut to the table, and she does seem a little uncomfortable And I think they were just trying to give this air of like, is he okay hearing that? Like, how do we navigate this? But really, it just kind of looked like she was like, oh, man, I don't think I've ever seen his freezer. I should check the freezer. (laughs) It would be funny if we got like a shot of her like checking his freezer. I don't think. Do we ever see his house? Never. No. That's why I thought you guys were joking about him being homeless. No, I think he is experiencing homeless. I think he is because we never see his house. He's always (laughs) sleeping in his truck unless... He's at her place or Penelope's place. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But we also reveal that they're on a double date with her friend Cheryl and the caterer, Mike Epps, who they have now traveled and tasted. And everyone kind of threw some shade at Cheryl because they were like, he's a caterer, but they're happy. And that's the point. Mm -hmm. So uh, they get up to dance. And Mike Epps basically is like, if you hurt her, I'll kill you. And I was like, that's the white guy thing. Like, what are you talking about? But they serve as kind of a model couple of like, it wasn't what they expected, but they were open to it. And that's why it's great. You mean Mike Epps and? Yeah. And Cheryl. Well, and Cheryl's the one who kind of talks her into getting back to Brian, back with Brian. Like they kind of really root Mm -hmm. for him in the end. Yeah. But they also, the comedian comes over to the table and just says, oh, y'all brought your nightlight with you. Get your swirl on. I was just like, yeah, she's skiing the slopes. Yeah. So we cut to her at work and she is going over the details of a buyout with the Pino account. And she basically is saying, hey, like the numbers don't add up. This is not going to be a good deal. And her boss pops in to tell her about something completely different. And the client asks her boss to review her figures. Mm -hmm. And her boss does stand up for her of like, hey, she knows what she's doing. But then she kind of backs down and is like, well, hey, you know what? If he wants your input and you're willing to give it, give it. But it's not great. That that client is an asshole. Oh, the client's <laughs> fully the client's terrible. Total, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I think the boss is sort of nice. If I remember correctly, but correct me if I'm wrong, he even asks her permission to sit in after his meeting. He's like, is that all right with you? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, sure. I want the client to have what they want, so that's fine. So right. I thought that it was nice that her boss asked for her permission to come in and you know, audit yeah. or whatever he was going to do there. I mean, I sort of wish we had gotten that scene because I wanted what I wanted from that was him coming in there and like just him co-signing everything she was saying to him yeah 
I mean, I, I think the frustration and what they're trying to portray is that he shouldn't have had to. No, right? I, like, yeah, absolutely. She's competent and the guy yeah. should just accept it. But And with what happens at the end, I fully do think that that's probably what happened in that scene. We just don't get it. Yeah. So we cut to at home. She's picking up her mail. She gets a cotillion invite and he's in the garden. And this is where he's made her like a little oasis near the fountain. But it is a, a fully upholstered chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's incredible. It's a it's beautiful very nice. garden. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, they do end up cuddling. And this is where she brings up the black tax by name. So she like yeah. talked about it in the earlier scene, but she actually calls it the black tax here. And then we cut to the party in her backyard. So he is the the lone white guy at her backyard, which I don't know why her friend from work wasn't invited, but whatever. She's probably planning the wedding because her wedding is soon. I thought she showed up. Oh, no, they do. Oh, no, they do. Yeah, you're right. right. I'm dumb. But that's about it. But she's also a family friend, too. So I think maybe she's a little more comfortable. But (laughs) everyone's kind of razzing him a little bit. And I feel like (laughs) I took a lot of his jokes. And I feel like it's making him a little uncomfortable. And when people come back around and they're like, no, he was a good guy. Then (laughs) I was like, yeah, everyone was just giving him a hard time. But like, yeah, I think it's the difference between like, just because you've dated a black woman doesn't mean you spent a lot of time around black people. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and this clearly showed like, oh, yeah, he's not yet fully used to like he like you think he's down because he like, n- you know, knows how to talk about certain things, kind of understands mm-hmm. like different like, you know, norms. But then he's like completely out of his element. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, but it's not just that they're black. It's that he's. None of them are his friends. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know him. Yeah. He doesn't know anyone there. I, I do think yeah. at one point he even yells, Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, please don't leave me alone. I don't know yeah. anybody. Like if I did that, not even accounting for race. Like if I did that to my girlfriend, she would kill me because she is a very introverted person and does not like being in groups of people that she does know a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I took her to a place, she didn't know anybody and then just like bailed on her, she, she would kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does end up talking to her dad a little bit, which we find out later that they actually had a really good talk. We just don't see it. It happens off camera. But he's kind of encountering different people in her life and different friends. And we do get a little bit afterwards, like as he's moving through the party, one guy just goes, that white guy's really nice. And I'm yeah. like, they do like him. They're yeah. just giving him a hard time. Well, I even felt like yeah. Mike Epps's character like tried to include him in the group and he like totally, it totally went over his head. Yes. Well, because he, he's like, you should feel blessed that you're even invited, which I have been told so many times. <laughs> um, uh, but also, he doesn't want him stealing secrets from the grill. Yeah. But I think that was Mike Epps's attempt to like, hey, man, we're cool. I know right. you. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Because mm-hmm. he makes the same joke in front of the other guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, he's expecting Brian to like say something to like get into he's it. He's supposed to. Yes. And yeah. improv. Yeah. Brian's not but... a good podcast co-host. <laughs> no, he's not Mikey. <laughs> so there's like a, there's like an argument in town about, and I'm sure you guys have heard of Nashville's hot chicken. Yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> the biggest place to get Nashville hot chicken right now is a place called Hattie B's. Yeah. Which is owned by a white guy who pretty much stole the recipe from Prince's hot chicken. Yeah. 
that is owned by the people who like invented Nashville's hot chicken who are African-American. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been told by multiple people to not go to Hattie B's yeah. to go to Prince's instead because that's where the good shit is. Yep, we, I, like, we, I like Bolton's, but and it's also a black-owned business. Yeah, I think Bolton's <laughs> is one of the ones that predate Hattie B's, isn't it? Because there are like yeah. three or four that have been around for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. More than uh, that. Yeah. yeah, so like that is a thing. That is a very yeah. much a thing, especially here in Nashville. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is a thing across this country. Well, I mean, you could go all the way back to like Elvis and probably way before Elvis and see examples of it in other industries. There's so many. There's so many scenarios. But the thing that's very great about this scene is like like part of what it means to, I guess, kind of grow up in a black culture like and or just like around a lot of black people is like there is this kind of teasing this kind of like doing the dozens that just happens and if you don't grow up around that like the amount that people are like razzing each other it can throw you and also like i mean for somebody who's not prepared but also the amount that we talk about race and joke about race also throws people Mm -hmm. yeah and he is not ready for this no he is not (laughs) (laughs) which also makes me wonder more like about like i guess i wish i had known more about what his backstory really is like, where is he from? Like, where did this? Did they yeah. say what city he grew up in? No. Pardon the pun. He clearly has roots in L.A. because he has mm-hmm. like a community of friends and mm-hmm. an ex-girlfriend yeah. he goes back to. So he's been there for he a while. To Arabic rap. <laughs> 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 I mean, just like Jesus. <laughs> L.A. for as diverse as Los Angeles is, it's very segregated within the city itself. Yeah, L.A. And is so- very segregated. Depending on where you are. Yeah. If, I don't know where he went to college because if he had gone to yeah. you know certain colleges, he would have had a bit of that experience and kind of gotten used to that. But he is mm-hmm. clearly like, oh, I I, I stopped my lessons at hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in that same scene where he's then in the group, they joke, they're like, he's a spy because he, he knows about the black tax and then they joke they're like he's gonna try and open up open up a restaurant and like steal the recipes and then the <laughs> he calls him out on patting people on the shoulder like what's this police pat <laughs> yeah his only attempt at talking to people he's like are y'all talking about the black tax i was like yeah, yeah. i was like don't open with that dude yeah that's not no. not how you find out ask him how they know kenya <laughs> yeah yeah, you got to learn to play spades first before you can talk about the black taps. <laughs> so Kenya's spiking the punch and Nelson and his new girlfriend Luna show up and he reveals that he has brought his mentor from law school, Blair. Hello, Blair. <laughs> who was there tonight with no warning and brought a very nice orchid. Um, but he's looking for a house and he wants her to help him look. But he's he doesn't know that she's seeing Brian. He doesn't know that Brian's in the equation. He's assuming just based on what her brother has told him that she's single and looking for somebody. But as her parents are leaving, they ask if she is going to attend the cotillion. And as they're walking out, they're like, Senator Obama's niece. And I was like, Senator. And I was like, oh, 2006. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) um, But he walks up just as Blair Underwood leaves and her parents leave. And he's like, what's a cotillion? And she kind of (laughs) explains it. And he's like, what and we do cut to her showing him photos (laughs) yeah and we find out that they flew her escort out from atlanta and he's kind of like why does anyone do this and she's like what's the black high society event of the year like Mm -hmm. and he asks if she wants to go Mm -hmm. because it's the same night as the community garden party he's like but i'll blow it off and she Mm -hmm. says 
I think I'll skip this year. I don't think we'll be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And he says, we or you. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't continue the conversation. They just decide to go to bed because they both have work the next day. I mean, she literally says, let's go to bed. And he's like, oh, thank God I can stay here. The truck, it's hard to sleep in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he works in her backyard, so he doesn't have to get up early. Yeah, (laughs) that is true. Yeah, his commute is like nothing. Yeah, Uh, we do get a short scene of her at work the next day where they're like, "Hey, sorry about that account. That guy's an asshole, but you handled it like a pro." But it doesn't make it feel any better. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Thank you, but also that guy's still here, and I still have to deal with him. Mm -hmm. Then we cut to them in the grocery store trying to pick out things for dinner that night, and she's just trying to talk about her day at the office. Oh, this scene. Yeah, I cringed. It's frustrating. Because They're in he, Simply Wholesome, which I have been in. Yes. I'll t- take, take all issues of race out. Having a public <laughs> argument with a significant other is awkward enough. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think we should break up next to the Amy's Mac and Cheese or whatever the fuck they're standing next to. Yeah. That scene, I just have to say, that scene is choreographed so well. It's so Yes. Watching the people in the background's reactions to everything is amazing. Yeah. But from beginning to end, like where they start in the store and where they start in their conversation and where they end the argument, it is beautiful. Yeah. Well, and I guess I I mean, this is another case of like, has he dated a black woman before? Because the fact that he doesn't understand that her race is part of her everyday life. She doesn't get to take it off. It is going to be a part of her interaction. And she even says that to him. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's just like, can we just not talk about it? It's like, no, you have the luxury of not talking about it because people don't make it a big deal for you. But she does not. He does come around. But I was like, dude, you're a full ass adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. I, I, I really feel like we have to remember, like, all that's happened now had not happened then. These that's were right. the kind of this conversations that I was regularly having, not with people I was dating, just like white guys I was friend with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they no, but like nobody knew. Everybody still had this impression of like, you know, I'm this person's friend, so I am therefore not racist. Nobody right. had the concept at that of point, like, like bias of, and, mm-hmm. exactly. Like people were not willing to accept that. They really were. Like I had to fight so many times against people who are like, well, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Or like, are you really, you know, aren't you making a little bit big deal out of this? Like, are you sure that's what they were saying? Are you sure that was what they were doing? Like so much pushback. So this scene was really real to me because I was like, for the most part, I felt like this. these were the conversations where I was having with people who loved me, not people who are strangers. Yeah. yeah. And he, I mean, he doubles down on it in this argument, too, <laughs> oh, yeah. where he basically is like, you went to Ivy League schools and you make more money than 98% of everyone. And I was like, OK, you're calling her economically white, but that's not the same. <laughs> like, that's not the same thing, dude. Well, I mean, yeah, all of the things he said there, those are all true things, but that doesn't change at all what she's saying. Mm-hmm. No, I right. thought he presented a terrible argument. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not talking about the same thing, really, which I think is what mm-hmm. the point of the scene is. Well, I remember... made the same faces as the other people buying produce, which yeah. I yeah. oh. oh, no. I mean... Oh, no. Like, there's a guy with an apple who's just like, what are you doing? Stop. You, you will never have sex again. <laughs> He'll call Penelope. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised that he didn't present a great argument because he didn't go to law school. He just made like a cubicle full of plants. <laughs> there are a lot of people that oh. think that. Uh, and I, I like before I actually like 
had significant like people in my life that corrected my incorrect perception. I thought class was like the same thing that people deal with as race. And I feel like that that is what he thinks in this scene because he's mm-hmm. like, you're way ahead of me class wise. Mm-hmm. So you probably right. deal with way less problems than I do. And he's just wrong about that. That's something that I was completely wrong about. And I didn't know until I had, I worked on a team that was led by a black woman and there were, one of my peers is a black woman. And I learned so much just talking <laughs> to them. And I remember they would tell me these things and they would be like, Todd, we're not supposed to tell you these things. <laughs> like that was the thing. That was the yeah. thing they would say to me. And then I knew I was getting some good shit, you know? Um, and that's when I learned about like what weaves were and how difficult they were to put in and stuff like that. And uh, yes. I mean, they also told me some stuff that we probably shouldn't go in on the podcast, but like it's the beginning of your journey to being down. You know you're on the right track when they just say, Okay, white girl. Yes. It's funny you say that. White girl's Todd's nickname. <laughs> Let's do this. No, it's funny that you say that the whole being down thing because I was out running on lunch. We had a gym and I would go running on lunch, go back to the gym, shower, and then go back to my class that I was training. Anyway, so I was out running and this African-American gentleman stopped me and said, hey, do you know where the, the Lowe's is? And I was like, no, I have no idea where the Lowe's is. And then I told <laughs> Nakia about that. And Nakia, my my boss was named Nakia. She goes, oh, he was seeing if you were gay. Because apparently that is like <laughs> slang for are you? Oh, on the low. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And then she goes, Ebony, come here. <laughs> and then that was the first time I heard the whole, oh, we're, we're going to tell you something you're not supposed to know. <laughs> Honestly, that relationship changed my views on everything mm-hmm. uh, as it relates to race. Because I grew up very, very poor and have always thought of myself as like this person who was like put upon because of that. But. I completely understand that the, the problems I had because I didn't have the economic advantages that some of my white counterparts did does not even compare to like what someone who grew up in a higher social class but is a minority deals with. Mm-hmm. But I was yeah. like a stupid white kid and did not know that, you know? Right. right. And you don't know where Lowe's is, so useless. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know where the Lowe's was because I've never yeah. owned a home. <laughs> so like he, the guy driving should have seen that in me. He's like, this guy's low class. He certainly is either going to be gay and like it's going to be, it's going to be down or he's not going to know where the Lowe's is either way. But no, I mean like, I just feel like that's where Brian was in this scene. Yeah. Todd, can you yeah. pause? That's a lot for us to unpack. <laughs> Wait, what? Just the whole story. It took some turns. <laughs> It did. I love Todd. We're about to tell you some stuff you're you're not supposed to know, because I have literally done that to um, so many, so uh, many a white boy. Uh. And I'll tell you something. It's a good way to like get a white boy interested in some shit that is going to wake his mind up to some real truths that he was not ready to accept. Because I'm like, oh, cool. I want to be in on a secret, and we're really easy to manipulate. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, and the, and then I think the sad thing is that, like, more of that doesn't happen because of the way corporations work and hire. Um, yeah. And, you know, the way colleges accept and, you know, charge certain rates. And, like, it, there's not more of that happening because of just the continued segregation. You don't have that overlap. And so you don't have that. You just kind of fall into 
being close with somebody of right. a different, you know, background. And then you get this special inside knowledge. Yeah. Sometimes the office music system plays getting jiggy with it by Will Smith. And you know all the words and you make a bunch of new friends. <laughs> and sometimes it plays regulators and you realize you're the only person who's white on your team and the only person who knows that song. <laughs> <laughs> it was a clear so, black night a clear white moon oh was God. in the streets trying to consume all right whatever 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 mikey i know you know it no i mean i have i have my special work friends like chris who came on the special harvard work podcast special work that sounds great not great Good mikey. Job, mikey. <laughs> <laughs> well, i'll just be like hey i gotta run something by y'all <laughs> Yeah, they're like, Mike, you're ignorant. I'm like, I know, man, but like, admitting it's the first step. Right? I honestly do feel like as a white guy who is literally the least put upon class and race ever, it does help to go into conversations with the mindset of, I'm going to fuck up and say things that I don't know are offensive. And if mm -hmm. I get corrected on that, that's fine. And I'm here to learn stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. I've never had a conversation where I was coming from that place where I didn't grow as a person. And like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And being on the podcast, honestly, has helped a lot because I'll say shit, especially early on. And they're like, hey, Todd, just remember, like, you're talking into a microphone and, like, we can hear you on the side of that. And what you said was dumb as shit. And here's why you should never say that again. Yeah. But that's fair. I, especially if you listen to, like, early, early episodes. Fuck, I was a terrible dude. It was the worst. So... Sorry, Paige. Paige has been trying That's to move right, on just, forever. I don't even know where to go. It's 9 p.m. here. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, it's 1102 11 11 here. There. Yeah. That's why I drank I a like, monster when we started. I was like, I'm up all night. <laughs> so we cut back to the movie. Back in the movie, uh, she's home alone, and Blair Underwood calls, and they walk houses together, and she clearly knows her number stuff, and they kind of connect over dinner. There's yeah. an easy connection there, but there's not spark necessarily but there's a connection so the next day after dinner um brian shows up at her house after not talking to her for two weeks which yeah. i'm like that the shelter kicked me out i need to come back <laughs> penelope died and i'm hiding her body but the smell is getting unbearable and so can i come back here we see penelope later she's still alive at this point at this point she's this still alive point. yeah why doesn't he call because he can't afford his cell phone it's been suspended <laughs> <laughs> he's got cash flow issues baby oh. and the fact that it takes him two weeks to just like apologizes mm -hmm. i know well and yeah. he's like i thought i'd just show up i'm like that's never a good idea yeah never show up anywhere unannounced uh announce your presence everywhere i'm here hello thank you for welcoming me to this chilies um <laughs> but it's good because they do give him flaws yeah he needs to work through he's not like you know just prince charming he's no issues. right no, but he knows how to work a stump. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, does he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I do like his apology where he's like, I was wrong. I should have just listened to you. Yeah. I had a frustrating day, but that's not on you. And I want to be there for you and empathize. And I think we're up to the challenge of navigating this together. Mm -hmm. And he drops the L word. She Ooh, instead also is like, poor I'm, timing. Yeah. Don't ever drop yeah. the L word in an apology. No. Don't yeah. disappear for two weeks and then come back and say you love somebody. You're clearly hiding a body at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but she tells him that she met someone else. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, we were just hanging out, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, bye. And we cut to 
she and Blair Underwood are going to her coworker's wedding where Brian shows up with Penelope and she has like a full-blown panic attack about it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. They had to take her into like the rabbi's chambers or whatever yes. that th- place was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love that her friends are like giving her shit about it. Like her friends <laughs> clock her real issue immediately. And that's mm-hmm. that she's yeah. still like hung up on Brian. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it, is it, doesn't one of them like, if you don't take him, I will and I'll give him yes, babies. Yes. Like she's like babies. Oh man. I think they played that in the preview. Oh and, yeah? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm seeing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically the same joke she makes in one of the or like early, early scenes at the Galentine's Day where they're like, you should have stayed with Rashid. <laughs> And she's like, I would have walked five oh, feet yes. behind him in a park, no yes. problem. She's like, of course. <laughs> so uh, we cut to, they're at dinner with her parents, and her mom is so over the moon that Blair Underwood is who he is. Mm-hmm. But as we kind of go through, we find out that he's a tax lawyer, so he knew the numbers, which means that like he was doing it as a goof. Like He didn't actually need mm-hmm. her expertise, and he also... Like, he's putting the gas pedal on where he's like, six mm-hmm. months from now, maybe we'll be celebrating something different. In front of her family. In front of her family. Well, and then her mom reacts in, like, yeah. a very strange way, I felt like. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was like they were married and they had just announced that they were pregnant, right? Yes. It was like that yes. kind of reaction. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the the nail in the coffin for it for me is so... They drive home and he says, I love that picture of you at your folks with the long hair. You should let it grow. And I was just like, mm-hmm. no, he didn't. <laughs> no. <Mm-mm. laughs> and let me just say, this is like I work. I had to work really hard to not put like the like all black men to this category because I wanted to date uh, like I was open to dating a black man. But at least the ones that I was meeting, um, the one the ones that I had met that wanted to date me were doing exactly what Blair Underwood was doing, which was like, Mm. had put me into this box, had made all these assumptions about like what I would be like, what um, it would be like to, you know, eventually be married. Like, and you, it would come out in these weird ways. And I was like, I just want somebody who doesn't have these assumptions Mm. about me um, just because they grew up around, around black women. And so they just by default think that they know me. So they're not even actually asking deeper questions to get to know me. They they actually assume that, that I know. And 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 that's not true for sure of all black men. It's just the ones that were in, were interested in me at the time. And so, yeah, so it it just I was like I was like just very triggered by this again and like yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. the hair comment. Whoo! Yeah, yeah, you lost it, Blair. You lost What's it. What's up with men in this movie just being like, "Have you tried something different with, with the way you're dressing?" <laughs> You know, he didn't even wait till they slept together the first time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying either is correct, but I mean, I, I was just like, man, this is like the first time dating. Like, yeah. I've learned all these lessons like in high school of like, I don't like your hair like that. Cart before horse hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought I honestly thought it was Egyptian. I don't know. Like, it looked real. It looked real smooth. So critiquing no, someone's hair yeah. is like. After you're married, kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, as the one married person on this podcast, it's that person's head, and you kind of have to let them do what they're going to yeah. do with their head, and that's yeah. just the way it be. I agree. Like that's what I was saying. Like I think you can have a preference. You can you can state like, hey, I think I like it when you shave or your face right, or whatever. Right. Like Natalie likes the beard, I don't, so I keep it real short. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a, I'll like ask. I'm like, hey, how do you like? What do you what do you think about my hair? Like this way or that way? Like what, what do you? I want feedback because I don't look at what it. What if she's like shave lightning bolts into the side of it? I mean, <laughs> honestly, now we're talking. <laughs> I also think what they're kind of really putting on display here with Blair Underwood's character is somebody who's in love with the idea of her, but not exactly. her actual. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And she's also working on abandoning that herself because she had been doing the same thing. Yeah. So he kind of puts the moves on her where I think the implication was that they were going to go home and sleep together. And she's like, no. And he's like, I'll put you in the guest room. I'll wait for you as long as you want. And she's like, no, I'm going to drive myself home because I'm looking for something and it's not here. This is not right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she drives to Cheryl and Mike Epps' house and tells them like hey there's no fizzle like there was no magic mm-hmm. and they're like yeah because you're still in love with Brian like you have been this whole time mm-hmm. go to him go to him <laughs> I mean they don't say that but like that's like the they vibe they do kind right? of say that that's like yeah. the vibe right yeah, yeah. I honestly do. it would have been great like Mike Epps just like leans in go to him <laughs> I love Abs. He's so funny. He's so good in Sunny Movies. Yeah, he's Although, great. He, like, I feel like this was during his heyday, and you don't really see him that much anymore, at least not doing this type of thing. And I really think he excels at this type of thing. Yeah. yeah. We cut to the next day, the plantation, where she doesn't recommend the purchase of the company, and that isn't what the account wanted to hear. And so the guy, the, the customer, is basically like, Can I have a moment alone with your boss? And she has to leave the meeting, which I kind of hate. Yeah. And she's clearly upset about it. Yeah. But her boss comes into her office and is like, good job, because mm-hmm. that would have been a big mistake. It would have been expensive, outstanding work. Mm-hmm. And you've made partner, essentially. Like, Yeah. He's like, the vo- official vote's not till tonight, but like there were three names in the door and I just talked to one of them and he's down. So you're definitely in. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also fuck that client. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she says. I have one request, one weekend a month that's untouchable. So work-life balance, although one weekend a month. I know, that's not, not a very good balance. Oh, shit. Sad. I was about to say one weekend a month. That's the dream. I, I, I mean, for us, Todd, who technically work two or more full-time jobs, yes. Yeah, I work two full-time jobs, and then we do the podcast. Like, it's yes. nuts. But uh, she does get that weekend off. And we cut to her enjoying her gorgeous backyard on that upholstered chase. And we cut to the cotillion where Cheryl is there and engaged, which is very fun. Yeah. Um, And she says, we'll talk later. Remember what I said, which is her basically saying, does he make you feel loved? Does he make you love life? Go to him. The cotillion proceeds. Very pretty. uh, And she gets drunk on champagne. (laughs) I did like that her mom was like, hey, maybe maybe slow down, hon. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm getting sad drunk tonight, mom. And then I'm going to yeah. drive your son's car. Oh, I just forgot about that. <laughs> yes. The drunk driving. Yeah. I yeah. That yeah. Was yeah. Drunk driving. That. Also, heckling teenagers. That was so funny. Ain't what it's cracked up to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are we trying to prove with this? It's shallow. I'm just like, yeah. And she has a bathroom cry, but her dad comes in and he's an amazing dad in this scene where he's yeah. like, hey, I'm. First of all, he shoes people out with like, I'm a doctor and a father. It's not your business. <laughs> no, no, no. He says, he says to that girl who goes in, go handle your business. 
<laughs> yes, she did. Yeah. And ain't nothing you got I ain't seen before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, you can handle your business. And she's like, good, because I ate something and it's coming out watery. Anyway. Also, I need two friends to help me hold this dress up while I pee. <laughs> but her dad is like, you don't have to tell me about Brian. I knew that you were interested in him. And we talked at the party. He's a good guy. Now, I know what love looks like. Yeah. Go to him. <laughs> Go to him. When your mom and I met, I was poor. She almost got disowned, but we made it. And so she drunk drives the Ferrari. No, not, not the Ferrari. Jag. It's a Jag. Like, yeah, it's a Jag. Putting... I mean, it's still an yeah. expensive car. Not Ferrari it's expensive, expensive, but it's expensive. It's a yeah. Jag. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, DUIs are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> she just made partner. She's fine. She's fine. Uh, she drunk drives to the community garden, and it looks like the party's over and everyone's gone, but Max, the dog, shows up. And we reveal that he's still there tearing down chairs. Yeah. And she basically lays it all out. Like, I know I'm neurotic and combative mm-hmm. and picky, but I'm the most myself when I'm with you, which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh. they go back to the cotillion where he wears a wild Sergeant Pepper's jacket. Well, he, that- okay. <laughs> he wears okay. the Marinacci uniform yeah, from the party. The Marinacci from the yes. party. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> He's wearing his shirt, but the mariachi pants yes. and jacket. So that guy is just wearing like his mariachi, like puffy shirt, I'd imagine. And then just like <laughs> and jeans and like, I guess that's He's it. risky yeah. businessing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the reason that this last scene is so beautiful is because had she just invited him in the first place when she was still insecure, his whiteness alone would have made her feel insecure. Now, not mm. only is he walking in there white, he's got a, a half of a mariachi <laughs> outfit. <laughs> he looks like an extra from Nacho Libre. Yeah. Not yeah. even yeah. a black mariachi uniform, black and white. Yeah. It's a red and blue or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It, like she really has gotten past what her hangups were about how she would be perceived about mm-hmm. being with this person, which really what was what all, most of that was in the first place. Yeah. She was just yeah. worried about her image. Well, and we yeah. see everyone watching them dance yeah. together, and it seems like they're sort of down. They're like, yeah, nice. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do think <laughs> because it is her idea to put on the outfit, yeah. I think that's just what she's into. <laughs> I feel like the other people in the party were like, oh, that drunk girl came back with a mariachi. <laughs> they, they were honestly like, thank God she's off the roads. <laughs> that had to have been I'm the just, most interesting thing that happened at that hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that like if you were just another attendee at the cotillion, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's that night yes. like for you? It reminds legendary. me of Yeah. Yeah, legendary. <laughs> like the one of my friends, the original co-host of Cult Podcast, Marie, at her wedding, one of the bridesmaids <laughs> Uh, got very drunk and went and hooked up with her boyfriend somewhere on the grounds and in the process lost her dress and came back in a That's Seattle amazing. Mariners jersey. And so the photos... <laughs> Holy shit, that's amazing. The, photo, the photos from that night are like dress, 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 jersey, 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 jersey. That's Where you can amazing. just see like a demarcation in the night of like when it happened. That's so um, funny. I think they did eventually find I the dress. I, I don't know for sure, but... Oh, she got her something new moment too. <laughs> I just... I love being the spectator on the crazy. And so in this, you saw her cat calling the little cotillion girls and yelling advice at them and then crying in the bathroom and then just coming back with a mariachi, (laughs) a white mariachi. 
and they have no context for their pre-existing no, no, relationship. No, no, so they like just did. think that she went out and is fully going to bang a white guy who is in a mariachi band. And you know, yes. they, get, they get together now for drinks. They're like, you remember Cotillion 06 and that, that woman, who, that drunk woman who brought the mariachi band? Well, there's just pictures where it's like proper, 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 proper white mariachi. Right. <laughs> uh, they do get married in what looks like her backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it is. Which I think is also the backyard from the, the dream she had at the beginning. It's just, I think so too. Uh, instead of it being just the nondescript black guy she's marrying, it's Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to point out two uh, cameos that made um, an impression on me. So both Blair Underwood and the Hotel for the Cotillion also make an appearance in Set It Off. Oh. Okay. Oh. It's the same ones. <laughs> oh. That was almost a year ago, the last time I saw Set It Off. <laughs> Do you guys know who Brian's dad is? Brian's dad. Oh, it's the guy from Cheers. It's He's the, the guy who plays the adventurer electrician from House Two and the guy from Cheers. Holy and, and shit! And in Toys, really? He plays the 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 piggy bank. Yeah. Oh, Toy yeah. Story. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Toy Story. Yeah. They must have had some scenes cut. They. That's what. That's exactly what I thought because I was like, why would they put put him in and not? They like um, zoom in on lines. him crying during totally. the wedding. Totally. Yeah. I think they yeah. cut his scenes. They're like, there's too many white people talking in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's called something new, not everything new. (laughs) Oh, man. And And that's that's the movie. movie. Yeah. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about the movie? I really liked it. Yeah, it's good. Mm It was very cute. I liked it. I thought it was really sweet. It it doesn't have the typical problems. Yay! I thought I thought in a lot of ways it deals with more realistic couples issues than mm-hmm. many yeah. romantic comedies. Uh, plus the issues of race, because I think there's a lot of vulnerability issues here that many people deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Paige, you have some fun facts for us? Very, very, very few. Well, hit us uh, with those fun facts. Donna, Donna. Her house today would cost approximately six hundred thousand dollars, oh, even with the bad yard. That actually doesn't seem bad for LA. Is that it's it's based on the neighborhood where she lives. Hmm. Oh, okay. Which is rapidly gentrifying right now. Okay. Um, but that's she lives in like this little corridor of um kind of toward the west side south that up until I would say the last twenty or so years, uh, was a little older. Not necessarily run down or bad, just an older neighborhood. It's one of the first neighborhoods in los angeles that was like track homes okay so uh, a lot of it she would have probably had to either redo the house or she bought it redone and they just didn't do the yard that yard is going to cost about 40 grand yeah she just made partner she's fine yeah Uh, as a partner in a law firm depending on what their client load is she'd be making six figures easily oh definitely yeah so uh the one like little trivia bit that we have is that kenya and alfrey woodard have the same relationship in love and basketball <laughs> and also in the family that prays. So they've been mother-daughter three oh, different wow. times. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, the original title of the movie was also 42.4%. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is that figure still true? Um, I think it hasn't been updated that much. Okay, so it's yeah, still thereabouts? 
Yeah, it's also different with online dating because there have been some metrics with online dating that show like what people are more likely to swipe on. Yeah, and that's, it, that's there are figures there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure those figures are not great. No, yeah, black women and Asian men are the lowest um, responded to or reached yeah. out to on dating sites. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's how I met my fiance. Oh, I know. I remember that too. Mm-hmm. That was. Where you were just like, I don't know, he seems cool. And yeah. then, like, you know, we finally got to meet him. We were like, he's cool as shit. <laughs> like, what were you doing on these sites? I know. Okay, he, he was not only on the sites, reading every profile like a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I read the profiles. <laughs> I said, I, I, mean, I read the profile. Every pro- profile, he said, "How else are you supposed to get to know them?" Yeah, I said, "Well, hot damn, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting married." <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, uh, Paige, do you have any more fun facts, or should we just talk about Tinder horror stories? No, that's about it. So, I'm down to talk Tinder, tinder horror stories oh. if you want. Let's just do box office instead, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Awesome. Now, I could not find the budget for this movie, which for some reason is a problem with movies of this era. Like, no one was tracking it yet on websites, mm-hmm. and it just it mm-hmm. just fell through the cracks. But I do have, like, theatrical release numbers. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. So it came out on February 3rd, 2006. It was seventh. Ooh, Valentine's Day movie. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was mm-hmm. seventh the weekend it came out. It was beat by When a Stranger Calls, Big Mama's House <laughs> 2, <laughs> <laughs> Nanny McPhee <laughs> Number four was the movie I saw that Valentine's Day Brokeback Mountain Five was Hoodwinked And then Underworld Evolution Which is a movie I slept on for sure And then uh, Something New was the seventh movie that weekend So what do you guys think it made In its first weekend out Number seven And it was in 2006 I'm going to say about a million Okay mm, I'm going to say four million What do you think Crystal? Okay I'll split the difference Okay so like two, yeah. two and a half. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It actually was four point eight million. It was a pretty good weekend nice. for all movies. Yeah. So it did four point eight million. Not bad. Um, but it went on to make eleven point four million dollars, mm-hmm. and that's domestic. And it did get a little theatrical run internationally, but it only made fifteen thousand dollars. It was not in many theaters internationally. So let's just say eleven point four million dollars for its theatrical run worldwide, and then made another four point seven million dollars. On domestic DVD and Blu-ray sales So it made mm-hmm. pretty decent money Although I don't know what the budget was So I, I couldn't tell you if they yeah. made the money back But One thing I didn't realize from last time Is that both the director and the main character Their, their first real names are the same Sanaa? Yeah, Sanaa Both spelled the same Yep Yes <laughs> Sanaa Lathan is the daughter of Stan Lathan Who is uh-huh. creator of Def Jam Yeah um, uh, comedy and all of that. She's also a fantastic mm-hmm. actress. Like she's mm-hmm. done a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, uh, that you actually she mentioned. But yeah, she's really good in this. Yeah, I think I would suspect that this movie was made for under ten mil, so it probably mm-hmm. made at least its budget back. That would not surprise me either. Mm-hmm. But that's your mm-hmm. box office. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Simon didn't have a house, so we saved yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is very much a single location movie, and most of that location is her bedroom and the yard. Do you guys think they're still together? I do actually. Yeah. I think they could be. I do think that like he's gonna have to deal with his avoidant, dismissive attachment style. <laughs> But oh, I wow. think that they absolutely could. I, I mean, it's just going to take some growth. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, absolutely. 
I think they're together. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry if I got too real there for a second. No, I, I, obviously those therapy <laughs> sessions are going great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, therapy's good, man. Everyone should go. So, Crystal, you had us watch something new. Paige, what are you going to have us watch next week? Because the trailer dropped and because Mikey had to sit through a terrible musical, <laughs> I'm going to make Mikey sit through probably one of my favorites. Favorite musical? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Mikey, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Mikey. Again? Yeah, because uh, I think you might actually like this one. Are you going to pick the, the original West Side Story? Yep. So we are watching the original West Side Story. Awesome. For next week. I love this movie. Like a lot. I'm <laughs> yes. surprised at all. I love Russ <laughs> yeah. Hamblin more than anyone should. I want a movie replica of his yellow jacket from this movie. Uh, everyone is great in this It's Sondheim's first credit in a movie He got lyric by Stephen Sondheim mm -hmm. I know a little bit too much about this movie And like it way too much Mikey, here's here's why I think you might actually enjoy this movie Because the one musical that you said that you do enjoy is Rent uh -huh. This is similarly a musical about poor people in New York. The songs are about the things that are happening to them. The cinematography okay. is beautiful and it did win the Oscar that year. I cannot wait. I love I'm this I'm glad movie. that this podcast has turned into Make Me List Watch Musicals. Yeah. Podcast. yeah. Uh, because two against one. Deal with it. <laughs> That's fine. When we get back around to me, I'm going to pick the most dumb, ridiculous, stupid romantic comedy I can find. Can't wait. I have to top Mannequin and I will do it. Crystal, thanks for coming yeah, on Crystal, the show. Yeah, Crystal, thank you so much for being on the show. Quick plugs from Crystal, because this is dropping the last week of the comic book Kickstarter. Um, Yeah, so um, we are running a Kickstarter for the company that I co-own called Fair Square Comics. Um, and we are launching a magazine called Mutiny. Uh, we're combining um, independent um and like uh stories as well as interviews from independent and the big studio um people who work with both of them and uh we're really happy to have a, a horror story by page yeah it's gonna be in yeah. issue zero um so if you want that um you know just hop on over to kickstarter we we have met our goal so what we're just hoping to do is just have more people along for the ride for the first issue ever um so kickstarter.com and look for mutiny and uh hop in on this shiz <laughs> where, where can people follow you and what you do um i have a website um, uh, oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh crystaladams.com and that's where i'll be posting some updates about what i'll be up to as soon as um, people start finally booking me for live shows, that's where they'll be. And that's Crystal with a K, Adams. Yes. Yeah. K-R-I-S-T-A-L. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. 
except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a PO box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a PO box, it's actually not a PO box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's, 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Toodle pit. (laughs) You should put some colors on these walls. <laughs> Watching someone watch us say what we say at the end of every episode I hate it. is difficult. <laughs> I did not like it. I feel real naked right now. <laughs> have uh, you thought about shaving your head, Mikey? I would just want to see what you look like actually. I naked. almost said, like, have you, why don't you wear your hair shorter, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.